Hey everyone, it's Josh. Just wanted to give you a heads up. Um, when I got home after recording this episode, I realized that the audio had been recording through the microphone in my laptop the entire time instead of the uh, nice microphones that we spent a good chunk of money on and spent a good amount of time setting up at Emily's house. That's why the audio is going to kind of sound odd and not what you're used to. Um, but Adrian and I didn't want to scrap the entire episode. It went so well. The conversation flowed really easily. And we had a really good time uh, talking with Emily. So now you know and hope you enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, I am Adrian. This is Josh. And this is the first podcast of 2020. And you're listening to the Dirty Rotten Church Kids. I don't know how to do the intro. You shouldn't point at me. I pointed at you <laughs> thinking you were going to do it right. But clearly, no, no, over I did a decade of friendship, yes. it's not enough for you to know how to introduce our show. Well, welcome to the first podcast of 2020. Happy 2020. Yes. Do you have any resolutions that you're trying to uh, enforce? Are you learning a new uh, vocabulary? Enforce? <laughs> yeah. Forcefully. On other people? <laughs> I have a set of New Year's resolutions that I'm going to enforce. I wander Walmart and just enforce my resolutions upon others. Happy 2020! No, not really. I mean... Do push-ups. I haven't thought about it that much. I don't, yeah, me neither. I don't know. I Something feel kind like, of come and gone. You know, I started going to the gym, and I started going to the gym again the first time in... Too many. Thank you. Thank Yay, you. Jim. Wow, did you let a bunch of people in? Yeah, you went to the oh, gym. This is a live audience. This is a live uh, 2020 live audience recording. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much. Now, if you can tell them to shut the fuck up, that would be great. Um, so I start. Uh, thank, thank you. Thank you. So for 2020, we, my resolution is to no longer speak. <laughs> it's just only sound clips. This whole episode <laughs> needs to have laugh. The whole time. Just to see how long people will like just uh, suffer through the podcast. Yes. Subscribe to my yes. show. Yes. Uh, what I was trying to say uh, before yeah. your audience. Yes. Sorry. In, Sorry. Is that I started going to the gym, mm-hmm. and I've been trying to go before December because I want to be able to shit on resolutioners the way that everyone else does. You know, and I feel like as long as you've been there before December, then you are technically oh, okay. more okay. of a regular. Okay. I got you. I got you. And you can shit on the fucking people who come yeah. in with the frog toes and you know the frog shoes. That's really Yeah, wild. I'm glad you uh, clarified frog shoes. Because for shows? a second I thought there was a race of people uh, like Kevin Costner from Waterworld with the webs in their feet oh, okay. attending your gym. And then I wanted to go to your gym, oh, okay. not to exercise, but to look at the frog. What's people. funny is... No, I'm not going to say it. Oh, I was going to say it. Cool. When you, said, when you said, oh, as soon as I said all the people with the frog toes. Yes. And I was like, that's some sort of like really inappropriate grossing oh, put away well, a frog in, toe lady. it is it is uh this in our pc culture yeah. that's a slur against the frog people the frog people that you're talking people about who would like right. identify as a frog we should move along yes um, this, is going, this is going downhill it just started i it's your fault because you brought in the, the laptop yes that was great. sorry <laughs> that was outstanding so our first guest you want to introduce her I can. Yeah, Do it. absolutely. So this is our first guest of 2020, and she is uh, a person we're really eager to speak to. One, because she's a friend of ours, and two, because she has a great story to tell, and she's incredibly creative. Um, so we think you guys are really going to um, enjoy this interview with the one and only Miss Emily Prada. You can say hi, Emily. <laughs> hi, Emily. <laughs> hey, guys. Everyone, this is Emily's I was waiting for my music. song. This is your song. It's an hour's... <laughs> Worth of music for plant stimulation. 
to <laughs> help plants grow. Here's a question. Did you? This it's an hour amazing. long, so get ready. This is amazing. We're gonna listen to it for an hour. I YouTube plant lady music. I thought <laughs> this I was is the first thing I came up. You, you googled oh plant and stimulation. No, God no. My history isn't that warped. <laughs> no, but Emily. Awesome. Yes. So. Thanks for being here. Thank you for coming. Like yes. Well, her, your house is decorated with a lot of greenery, and it's all real. Uh, your living room looks like a jungle, yeah. in, in a good way, not like messy. Um, good, good. Yeah. We don't so want the like messy some... look. We want the, the nice and clean look. It's clean. It's relaxing. It's very good. soothing. Yes. Thank you for good letting vibes, us be vibes. here. We got the inside going. It's great. It's great. So you are the wife of Danny Prada. I am. Um, and so when we were here recording the podcast with him, um, you were here just encouraging him and you can do it, Danny. He's had all his notes and like <laughs> he was like shivering, just shaking. Yeah, he, like was, he was not ready. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, did he really have notes? No, no. Uh, he's a he's forgotten more than I know. Yes, he's for sure. That. But um, afterwards, Adrian and I were like, we need to get Emily on just because oh, from the the things I've heard from you, what whether like um, be from the stage at Hartway or just talking to you in conversations or just seeing. Um, like your photography business or what you post online, like you have a very interesting perspective. Um, it's it's a woman's perspective, which I don't understand because I'm not one of, a woman. Um, so I thought it'd be really cool to get you on the podcast. And you are so much about self-love and making time for yourself that I think I thought it'd be a good first podcast for 2020 for the I'm new so year. To kind of, yeah, to do yeah, it thank you. 2020 yeah, in a good way. So. I'm honored because I love your podcast. I, oh. was, I actually listen to it. Wow. Well, I don't I'm not convinced um, because I forget what you, whatever you made some comment and I was like oh no because I made a joke that we should we should pray before and you actually thought I was gonna make us sit here and yes, pray because you, I like it so many times maybe you it's your condition so many yes it's her it's it's a knee jerk reaction it's a knee jerk yes. reaction it's I'm, still, I'm still recovering I'm recovering yes yes I'm recovering. yes I'm recovering. yes yes you have no idea well this is actually a perfect uh, segue because we would like to get an idea of. Um, kind of your faith upbringing. Are you a church kid? Did you grow up in church? Or how did that... uh, I grew up Catholic, so you know okay. what Catholics are. So you're a mass kid. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Did you I, do the catechism? I did. Okay. okay I great. did all of that stuff. Okay. Well, Link, you're, you're married to a, a, a girl who was brought up Catholic as well. So yes. you know what it's like to... Yes. <laughs> um, you know all the saints. Yeah, I don't know much of it. I get a lot of, um, a lot of conversations. Why do I hate the Pope from her side of the family? Is that right? I don't hate the Pope, but that was their assumption. Of but, oh, oh, they think they thought that you hated the Pope because you weren't Catholic. Yes, thank you for clarifying that. So all Catholics hate the Pope. All non-Catholics. Oh, yes, according to them. Yeah, but that was whatever. It's not about me. It's about him. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So was that um, you a Catholic kid by choice? Is that what your family kind of did? Like, what was your 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 home life? Like, yeah, that's just up? that's just how we grew up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, literally every Sunday we would go to mass together as a family. My dad would give us candy to bribe us to be there. Nice. Smart. So you were like real Catholic. Because I know some Catholics, they aren't like frequently. They're Easter, Christmas Catholics. Yeah, yeah no, right. we actually went okay. pretty much every week. And then when I was a little bit more of a teen, I was in the teen, like involved in the whole teen thing mm -hmm. that they had going on. I was a part of like some of the plays that they had. Yeah, I was pretty involved. You were in it. What did you That's do great. in the plays? Sorry, sidebar. That was good. Were you a singer? Did you? <laughs> no. Not a vocalist? No, no, no. Definitely not. Okay. Like a stagehand or were you an actor? No, it was like I don't know what, what a Catholic. It. What's a Catholic play? <sighs> they were like skits. Feel okay. guilt. Yeah. Feel guilt. That's, yeah. that's all so I know. Yeah. So actually, Catholics. each person was. I have pictures. A different of guilt. So funny. Yes. No. Yes. No, no way. Yeah. Yes. Oh, 
Oh, oh my God! Yes, I think I don't remember. What I just that made was. a joke and it was real. Yeah, I swear that was uh, that was that was actually real. That was exactly what it was. Were you born here in Florida or? Born and raised here in Florida. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. been here my whole life. Okay, so you were brought up in the Catholic tradition, and then somewhere along the way, something changed. What? When did that change? Yeah. So I think it was a little bit after high school when I finally turned eighteen. I was like, you know, I'm not really learning much from Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. I kind of want something new and refreshing and, you know, just a better way to connect to God. Just because mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I could connect really in the Catholic Church because I'm not very much a person who, I don't connect from by prayers or reading the Bible. Sure. To be honest, I've never read the mm-hmm. Bible in my life. I haven't either, dude. No one, <laughs> Which I actually have no one has read Deuteronomy. <laughs> it's a statistic. No one has read numbers. Yeah. Something it's begat Danny, something else. No, he hasn't. Actually. I will say, sure I used to start, every, back when I was growing up Pentecostal and non-denominational, mm-hmm. charismatic, we would every year say, we're going to read the whole Bible this year. And so we would start with one chapter in Genesis, one chapter in Psalms, and then one chapter in Matthew. And literally, I have read Genesis, Psalms, and Matthew so many times. <laughs> I think Genesis I, is like the only thing I've read, yeah. Yeah, to be honest. The best at Genesis. Like the beginning I, of Genesis is, call me Ishmael. I think it's the first line of Genesis, right? <laughs> yeah, it was the best of times. And then Jesus the stabs time. the whale or something. Oh, oh my God. God. When I started dating Danny, actually, he, I remember, we were just talking about this yesterday, how he used to make me, not make me, but he definitely pushed me a lot mm-hmm. to read the Bible. He's like, if you're going to be my girlfriend, I have to read yeah. the Bible. Of course. You have to, yeah. you, know, you have to spend time. And, because that was back when he was in it. He was yeah. deep in the evangelical yeah. Uh, blanket. Yeah. Curled so up all warm. To go back to what you said about um, when you turned 18, you're like, okay, this is kind of not for me. I want to kind of find my, my yeah. own thing. Is that a conversation you had in your own head or did you feel comfortable verbalizing it to anyone? Like, were you on this journey by yourself, kind of carving your own path? You're like, well, yeah, I can bring along so-and-so or... Definitely it- more by myself. Okay. I remember I had a friend that I had made because she was going to the church that I wanted to go to at the time. Okay. So I ended up going with this girl and my sister. Okay. And then... Actually, one of those first times I saw Danny singing, and I was like, "Oh, no, I was still my ex-boyfriend." But I was <laughs> what like, a Danny. that guy's a jerk. Yeah, screw you, bro. That guy's a jerk. I'm sure he's a decent human. He never laid any <laughs> tile on the front porch. That's what Emily. Joke that no one gets. No. Yeah, no. no, no Sorry, Danny. But so. So you saw him singing. Yeah, I saw him singing. That's not why I stayed, but. <laughs> yeah. So I showed up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. So. I don't know, I just kind of kept on going. But I remember with my family, it was a big thing when I first switched to Christianity, mm-hmm. let's say. Um, my parents were like, oh, that's not real church. And mm-hmm. how are you going to leave the Catholic? This is like what you were raised in. Mm-hmm. They were so against it. And then my mom went, she actually ended up really enjoying it and really learning from it. And then it was a whole thing trying to convince my dad. Because my dad, even to this day, he'll probably even say he's Catholic. And if you guys know my dad at Hartway, he's like yeah. our number one volunteer. Like, he's my best friend in the whole wide world. But it was, like, a big thing for my parents mm-hmm. whenever I switched to Christianity. And then at some point, I decided to get baptized. I got baptized with my mom. And That's cool. And just because I just kind of felt, I don't know, I just felt like I was learning a little mm-hmm. bit more about God and just how to connect with him and all that stuff. So. Got it. And then this, so I'm just trying to get my timeline. Timeline. Like, what dorky thing to say. <laughs> I just want to know like the sequence of events. So you met Danny and he was at the church prior to him wanting to pastor. To, to plant Hartway? Yes. Obviously. Yeah. And I, then how many years was that 
when you guys are like together and then kind of gearing up for Heartway to launch? So I actually met Danny at the gym, but for what you're asking, we um we met. Huh. I knew so when we met, I knew he wanted to start a church, mm-hmm. which obviously already like scared me, but mm-hmm. I, I never <laughs> thought it was gonna be that soon. I remember sure. he was like, when I'm 30. At the time, I think he was, I was 21, and he was, what, 23, 24? Yeah, at that time, like that. 30 seemed like Yeah, so I was like, yeah, away. exactly. Yeah, so I was I'm like, never going to yeah. be 30. <laughs> so I was like, oh, we got a lot of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we're not going to start a church until a while. So we actually ended up doing, you know, the right Christian thing. Mm-hmm. We got married within a year. Just for, so, wow. You know? Just the Lord would bless it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. So we can have fun. for a year? It was mostly sort of <laughs> I get it. You know, that's what I, every Christian kid, including myself and my wife, like we better fucking get married, dude. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, that happened. Yeah, yes. we need yes. to get married for now. The sake uh, of everyone, kids. everyone, pray. We're married. Yes. <laughs> only hold together for so long. <laughs> we need to get married. Yeah, and if we don't, then God's gonna hate us. <laughs> Basically. Okay, got Pretty it. Much. That's amazing. Okay, so um, I, I find this super interesting because you. Um, didn't necessarily go into it like I'm gonna be a pastor's wife. Yeah, was, I want to be a pastor's yeah. wife when I grow up. Was that your dream? Yeah. That was your childhood no, dream. Definitely not. The furthest from that. I remember when I met him. Everybody, I was like, "How the heck am I with the pastor?" <laughs> and this is where like, I started hearing when you would say something. Uh, you said something on Hartway stage, because um, like Danny brings you up every once in a while, and you hate it, but it's cute. Um, <laughs> They kind of like being up here because mostly you're behind the scenes, like doing yeah. everything. Yeah. Right. Like running I, to and I, fro. I will say, oh, yeah. yeah. So I have loved being mm-hmm. behind the scenes for so long. It wasn't a little bit more until this year that I've kind of discovered myself. Mm. I've just been doing so much inner work and just so much inner healing that I finally feel, obviously speaking isn't like my favorite thing, but mm. I just, I do feel definitely fulfilled when I speak and just because. Cool. After I speak, so many women come to me, like just opening up about things, and it's just crazy. Yeah, because like, the one thing you said, you said I, it was on I think the three year anniversary, whatever anniversary just passed of Hartway. Okay. Three years. Yeah. Um, you said thank you for making me feel at home here. Yeah. Because um, I don't usually feel like that other. I'm like oh, so I stuttered. Yeah. I'll say it even better. <laughs> uh, thank you for making me feel at home at Hartway because usually I don't feel at home at church. Yeah. And. I might have been paying attention or not, but when you said that, I'm like, oh, I need to talk to you about that. Yeah. Um, and I asked you about that shortly thereafter. Um, and so I'll let you explain that, because when you said that from the stage, that really caught my attention as someone who was in the church for many years and still doesn't really feel yeah. like a part of the no, church. And I, you started the church. That's I, a big thing for you to yes. say. You're the pastor's wife. You're like, usually I don't feel I belong in churches. So what do you mean by that? So... Yeah, because I know it's a, it's a long story. It's a lot, yeah. So, obviously, when Danny and I got married, he... What happened? Well, we already, all know what happened. I already, ha- <laughs> I already had a little... Right <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I already had a little bit of judgment just because I was a bikini competitor. Mm-hmm. So, I did um, the bikini division and the bodybuilding shows. So, obviously, I was in a bikini on yeah. stage and, you know, my Instagram had a lot of bikini photos and... So a lot of people gave me a lot of judgment, and they told they would tell me a lot of things like, "Oh, like Danny, that's who you're with." Okay. They would tell, so, they would tell this to you. They would tell Danny you. Danny things. When, when, like, when you say a lot of people, it's not just people on the street. People on the street, 
it was a lot of people at church. Exactly. There we go. Okay. You know, like I people on my Instagram. Okay. Um, this has been a thing. Yeah. I'm still recovering from it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. We'll talk about that too. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so a lot of people would just judge me. And that just kind of lost it for many, many years, which obviously it still happens. But mm-hmm. I remember Danny tried to get a job at this one Baptist church. And I changed my entire wardrobe. Like, Jeez. I went with my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandma. And I'm like, all right, guys, like, we need to change this wardrobe. I got, like, long skirts. And if you know me, I'm, I'm more, like, hipster. Mm-hmm. And, sure. like, you know, I work hard for my body. So I'm going to wear tight mm-hmm. things. I'm going to wear whatever yeah. I want. So I got, like, a bunch of, like, blazers. I tried to look as professional as I could, like, long dresses, nice heels to try and fit into this Baptist church. And Danny was in line to become a pastor at this church. And I remember they called him one day, and he was, they told him he was going to get the job because of his wife. He wasn't going to get the job. Yeah, because his wife didn't fit the pastor's wife role. You know what? This he told us this story on the first episode. I, yeah, but even that was when that's crazy. I just I, I still don't believe it. Yeah, it's hard to believe. It is, it is and crazy. not at all hard to believe. Yes. At the same time. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's kind of when I started to just feel very funny about Christians and church, and I just started to not feel at home. Mm-hmm. Just I just always from then on, I would always feel like people were kind of judging me and whether or not they were. Yeah. Because yeah, you already yeah, had that. I already so had, yeah, I already had that baggage from yeah. the other church. Okay. People were already talking about me. And then that happened. And then actually when we started the Heartway, literally Danny would get emails about me. And girls would just, not girls, but girls and guys would write me on Facebook, sending me like DMs like, hey, I don't think the way you're portraying yourself is very Christian-like. One person, I remember I did announcements one day. I had a big hole in my jeans. And this person said that I had lust, like they it was like lustful because I was showing my goddamn knees. <laughs> what the f- like? Well, I mean, I'll, I'll come out and say it now. Like, knees to me. I, 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 I that's like, that's the first thing I saw in my life is <laughs> those <laughs> knees, baby. Problems. If you think my knees are sexy, that is just. I, I think <laughs> to, to me, the one thing I'm unpacking is is kind of what you said, like the the judgment you felt on yourself after the whole thing happened when he lost his job. Is sort of like that church hurt, church hurt, or the trauma after any event. Mm-hmm. This is baggage you carry with you, and whether or not people are judging you, or whether or not people don't want you at their church, or whether or not someone like a year, uh, the holiday season you're hanging out with your family and you feel like oppression from your family. Yeah. The yeah. trauma that you had in your past is affecting you now, and it's even more like then you're, you're it's like in your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like oh, yeah. not only do you yeah. have to unpack the experience you went through, yeah. but then you also have to look back and say. The feelings that I had felt real, but were they warranted? Yeah. And I, I think yeah. to, to me, that's that's what I'm kind of going through. So when you mentioned that too, I mean, that clicked yeah. as well. Yeah, that's I know. Crazy. So even yeah. when we started Heartway, I remember I was super on guard. I would tell Danny, I'm like, by the way, I hope you don't expect me to be all like friendly with everyone mm-hmm. and talking to everyone and having meetings. I'm like, I'm going to stay right in the back and you're going to have to accept that because that's all I can literally do. And what was so, his response? You know, actually... We, we've, we had a lot of like back and forth about yeah. that, where he really wanted me to do a little bit more, but at the same time, he was, he kind of did let me be when we started Heartway. Of course, as the years went on, especially when I decided to do, take on my, start my photography business, he kind of had to make the decision to let me fly sure. and let me follow my dreams up, just like he was following his dreams. So 
it was like a whole thing for us. It's been literally a journey. We've been married five years now, so yeah. we've definitely been able to learn a lot along the way about church planning mm-hmm. and just marriage and how all that stuff works. I would love to unpack this because there is certainly a phenomenon about the pastor's wife. Yeah. It is a thing. So I uh, grew up in church. My grandpa was a preacher. I used to spend every summer with my grandma and grandpa. And my grandma was the quintessential pastor's wife to a point where people used to call her, they're like, I was like, oh, Sister Glenna, oh, she's the pastoress. And she'd yeah. be like, don't call me that. I'm just the pastor's wife. Just the pastor's wife. She's from Oklahoma. It's great. I love her a lot. <laughs> hey, Grandma. I know you're not listening to this. If so, turn it off right now. <laughs> and don't I, listen to any other episode. Who do I cast the pod? <laughs> <laughs> so I say that to say there is something about the pastor's wife title that somehow is turned into this stereotype where it's like, okay, oh, the pastor sure. is the one that preaches and the pastor's wife is the one that leads the kids' ministry. There's a lot of assumptions oh, yeah. that come yeah. along with it. She has a women, yeah, or has yeah, like a has women's a Bible yeah. study group called oh, Gather, oh, but it's oh. like misspelled, like R-E Gather. Relax. Of course. Yeah. So yes. is that something you, you may have experienced oh gosh, or not really? Yes, all the time. People always have all these expectations on me. That's why actually when I meet people, I've actually been very fearful for a long time mm. to say that I'm a pastor. Like, my husband is pastor. Because I don't even say pastor's wife. If you know me, I will tell you right off bat, don't call me a pastor's wife. Because <laughs> as soon as people think I'm this pastor's wife, quote unquote, um, I am technically, I guess. Yeah, but there's, but a, there's a bunch of boxes that yeah, exactly. you I, have to fit in right yes, after you tell them that statement. Yes, so, yeah. so I am. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So for a long time, well, even still now, to this day, I don't tell people I'm a pastor's wife because... I'm suddenly thrown into a box mm-hmm. and I don't like being comfortable. If you know me, you know I do not like being in a box. I will not drive in a box. <laughs> That's awesome. I will rip the, the box out apart. <laughs> well, yeah, I think because I we were church planters, Link and I, and I don't think our wives ever had any idea or interest in being pastor's wives. I know, yeah. like, my wife was like, I don't know how to do this. Cause, yeah. and, and she wouldn't have said that or that she wouldn't have felt that way if there wasn't already an expectation. You know what I'm saying? If it was just a blank canvas, then it can be whatever. But it's almost like you have to meet a certain standard as soon as you walk in the door. Oh, as yeah. soon as, like, your photo's on a website, on oh, the church yeah. website, and oh, you best yeah. believe. But, but that's never communicated. Also, besides right. that, just too, assumed, every time people would come up to me, they'd be like, oh, you're taking good care of him, right? You're taking really good oh, care of the what? pastor. And I'm like, what? what are they talking like, about? Are they talking about foot rubs? or what's, just, what's that? I don't know. Just, like, yeah, making sure that, like, you can see I'm your knees. slave and... <laughs> Like, I don't know, that everything is perfect What, what year is it? Hello, like, I am... What fucking year is it? Are you driving a horse on buggies? Take care of your husband. Yeah, people Come on, dude. That. Like, as a pastor's wife, like, that's... Like, because Danny's so amazing. They put him, like, on this huge pedestal. So yeah. I want to make sure that I, I'm taking care of him well and I'm cooking for him and I'm doing this and that. And, that's like, so those are other expectations of pastor's wives. And I'm sure. like, what? I'm just right. like, uh-huh, yeah. I'm a human being, too. Nice to meet you. My name's Emily. <laughs> yeah. Like... Well, I think that it's that idea that, like, you are so much more than what you do. And that's probably why you don't say you're a pastor's wife, because you're not one thing. You know what I'm saying? Everyone is everything. Yes. Uh, And and so as soon as you try and and categorize yourself into kind of one thing, um, you're telling a person that they have permission to only consider you that way. Mm -hmm. And obviously that's Mm -hmm. not what you want. I don't think that's what anyone wants. No, nobody wants to be labeled. Nobody wants to be put in a box we all need the freedom to be and do whatever we want to do, whoever we want to be. Yeah. So, so you mentioned this as that a sort of good segue. You mentioned like this journey of inner healing and self love, like you've been on. Um, 
And I love those terms. And on the other, like me on the other side of everything, yeah. I'm trying to rethink words that I've used a lot and think about the definitions and whether those definitions even still work. So I'll ask you to clarify, what's inner healing? What's it mean to you? Like in, in like, in a broad sense, but also like very practical. Like how do you practice that in your, on, on like the best day you wake up and you're feeling good and you're gonna like, how do you practice that? How do you put that into practice? I think it's just really becoming self-aware. So this year I've become a lot more self-aware of myself and my emotions and kind of who Emily really and truly is. Like just repeated patterns that we don't pay attention to. I've been able to pay attention to this year. Um, long story short, when I was a lot younger, I used to actually cut myself when I was maybe like 14 that started. Mm -hmm. So I've had so much just healing to do from that stage mm -hmm. that I'm literally just learning this year. I'll hang out with my family and I'll come back to Zania and be like, oh, you have no idea yep. what happened today. <gasps> I'm like, I realized why I did this and that. And I realized why I feel these emotions and I realized this and that. And it's just because I'm so self-aware now and I'm, I'm just, I don't know, I'm just very present. Very present and, to the people around sorry. me. Yeah. The things that are happening, the conversations I have with my dad, with my brother, with my mom. But you, you know, didn't wake up one morning and just, I'm self-aware. Like, no, how did you get it's there? Definitely, it's definitely um, been, like, a whole journey, for sure. I mean, I remember Danny would talk to me about these things, like, a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, dude, I have no idea what you're talking about. What is awareness? Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm aware. What do you mean? Yeah. Like, I know. Yeah, yeah. Because that, that's the thing, is that most people think, I'm taking good care of myself. Yeah. But there is definitely this, I don't want to say out of body, but the reason I'm asking, if you can define it, because I have a hard time defining it myself, there is some... Aware, like bodily awareness of yourself, yes. like recognizing yourself in the situation you are, but kind of taking a seat back. Yes, and observing it. Yes. Yeah. I, I think observational to me is more of a practical term, like being just observational of yourself in the moment. Yes, yes. So That's what it makes sense? I've, yeah. I'm like, no, running, I'm sure. like running my definition no. past you. Does that sound good, <laughs> <No>. teacher? <laughs> is this, is this the right what does your paper say? Yeah. <laughs> because, yes. because to give you more credit, like you and Danny have both been instrumental. If you don't, you probably don't know to what extent you have been, but to me and my wife, because we're going through the same thing. So, um, yeah, so th that's, why, that's why I asked. I just, because to me, it's, it's that observation of, and I have had those moments. My wife yeah. and I both had those moments. We've come yeah. back from our parents' house yeah. and like, oh shit. Yes. I know why that happened when yes. I was a kid. Because yes. this happened over here. Yes. Or this thing that it's I didn't know that happened, but I didn't know how much it actually yes. impacted me. It's weird. Yeah, it's yes. so weird. And that's yes. happened to me so many times just because I'm now I'm so aware, like mm -hmm. I said. Mm -hmm. Like even just, it's funny because I've dealt with anxiety for many years mm -hmm. of my life. And then now, it wasn't more until this year that I've recognized how much it has just affected my life. Mm -hmm. And I'm able to, to, you know, sit back and observe it and see those emotions and kind of just be like, okay, this is happening. What I got to do, I got to breathe. I need to see my, figure out my triggers, what triggered this. So I'm just kind of able to recognize why things ha are happening and my emotions and all of that stuff. So is this a, is there like a practice that you try and do regularly? Or a book you read or something you yeah. heard? What do you mean? Like, you, that, like that triggered this whole thought. Yeah. Is there something that kind besides of Besides Danny, besides Danny you? saying anything. 
Or not really. You just kind of like stepped yeah, into it. I can't it. see it on here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Great. We'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk after. Okay, great. If you can't say it on this podcast, <laughs> yeah. we've already talked about having premarital sex. <laughs> it's extra rotten. I guess. It's dirty. That's, that's dirty behind the paywall. We're gonna have that's a special uh, DRCK midnight. <laughs> Only on Showtime. We'll show you side boob, and that's it. <laughs> that's, Don't okay. get me started on static show Showtime at night, dude. Great. Oof. I would like to actually. No, man. That. I don't know, man. My parents had to talk about birds and the bees, and then I figured out the rest myself. All I know, I was uh, just speaking of stumbling onto something because your parents okay. essentially told you to. Yes. I remember we got uh, a computer with internet back in the 90s, and it was in, installed in my dad's office. And I know where this is going. Let's go. I need to check my email for something. And literally, my dad's like, hey, um, yeah, go ahead and log in. It's like AOL, da-da-da. And he like turns around to leave. He grabs the door. He's about to close the door. He turns. He opens the door back open and goes, don't look at porn. And yeah. then he the door. Oh, my God. <laughs> so the first thing I do is so, search P what is E porn? R N. <laughs> I search for porn. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen, and I've never seen it again. <laughs> Um, you got it? Oh my God. Why would you ever say that? Oh my God. Yeah, whatever you do. Was this some sort of social experiment? Don't eat the was brownies. He, was he watching on the There's other brownies side? on this computer? Oh my God. Anyway, sorry. Uh, I don't know how we got here. How do we ever get to anywhere know. that we go? I don't know. I want to talk about, you know, we could talk about um, someone. Hold on. Yeah. Because, I mean, we can, you can correct me if I'm Let's wrong. Let's see who but, can, like, yeah, oh, I have a thought. Um, so that self love thing, back to that. I'm just going to harp on that for a while. What, um, cause to me, when I first heard that, when it, before I started just kind of going on this thing of just thinking through everything and <clears throat> taking time, da, 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 self-love seems, cause the word self is in it, very selfish. Yeah. And in evangelical mm-hmm. circles, the ones I grew up in is that we, yeah, we are, hence the name of the yeah. podcast. Yeah. We're dirty. We're rotten. God would not want us. Mm-hmm. And we're so lucky that Jesus died on the cross cause yeah. we're just it's, trash yeah. people. Yeah. And they say stuff like. You need to decrease so that God can increase. Why do you care so much about yourself? You need to become small so He can become become yeah. great. And that has just become embedded in like mm-hmm. the language that we use as evangelicals or that we were brought up using. And so when you hear something, to your point, I think what you're saying is when you hear someone go, I'm trying to kind of pay attention to myself and be my authentic self that's, and care for myself. That's disgusting, dude. They're like, pay attention to God. Yeah, relax. Yeah, you need to be focusing your eyes on above. Yeah. Not within. <laughs> yeah. 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 So what, what, yeah. have you had that? Yeah, for sure. So... Kind of something I wanted to say before I go yeah, sure. into that go ahead. was I actually one day just for a while I was kind of thinking to myself like I don't want to be angry anymore. Mm. This is kind of going back to yeah, yeah. the conversation yeah. before. That's kind of where my self awareness just kind of started, and I started asking questions about myself. In general, anger or towards yeah, specific? Just okay. yeah, just towards people. I remember I would get into arguments with my brother all the time, my sister, and then I just decided know what like I kept pointing the finger I'm like it's them it's them mm. it's them they need to change and as I started just kind of changing myself everything around me started to change so this kind of funnels into yeah. what we're just yeah, yeah. self-love yeah um this is why I highly disagree with that it's selfish to self you know love yourself because I believe very strongly that if you don't take care of yourself how can you take care of others yeah, yeah. It's kind of like on the airplane when they tell you to mask yourself first yes, yes. before masking your kid. You know, That's is right. that the right way? To yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of like yeah. I just think you can't offer your best self mm. until you've even come to discover yourself. Mm. 
But Oof. you don't even know who you are. Yes. Yeah. If you don't know who you are, how can you be a good person to mm-hmm. others? If you don't know what love is, loving yourself is, how can you love others? Mm-hmm. You have no idea what and We can is. even borrow terms from like churches where if our body's a temple, we should be taking pretty damn good care of it. Yeah. Because if we believe this is where the Holy Spirit resides, mm-hmm. like this should be, like yes. we should be on top of it and at yes. least know yes. if the temple's clean or what the hell's going on inside of it. Yeah. I read a, yeah. I love that. I read a book by Greg McEwen. It's called uh, Essentialism. And um, it's a great book. And he said, one of the chapters is about protecting the asset. Mm. And he said that the greatest thing that you can offer the world is yourself. Like you are your greatest asset that mm. the world will ever be able to experience from you is, is you. Yeah. And so it's like, and he took it as kind of like, make sure you're getting enough sleep. Like make sure you're not like yeah. living in a certain amount of stress. Like so, but to your point, it's kind of like, we can only do so much for other people yeah. and they get the most from, we can be the most effective if we are our best versions of yes, ourselves. Yes, 100%. You cannot pour into somebody else's cup if your cup is not full. Mm-hmm. You know, how can, it's, it's just, you can't. You're not giving anyone your best if you haven't given yourself your best. So, yeah. Yeah, to me, it's just that, when I when I got my job at Ultimate Software, this payroll company, the first thing they said in the first day of orientation was, we hired you because you're you. And yeah, anyone can do your job, but we hired you because you're you and want you to do the job. And no one can be another you. And like at that moment, I held up the version of me that Ultimate Software, this huge corporation was offering me. And then I held up the view that my church had given me, like Ultimate Software saying I'm pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, my church says I, I suck. Yeah. Um, and so that to me was like, like, the, like the pivot, like just the turn. I'm like, yeah. ah, what? This doesn't make sense. Well, I think we can dovetail into something that you would. Uh, Whatever that means, we can do it. Sure. <laughs> You know, like a do- never mind. I'm not gonna I know what a dove is. I'm not an <laughs> idiot. I'm not gonna explain the word. I know what tails are. Tail to you, great. Uh, isn't that the dovetails? Ducktails. How? Okay, how the I'm fuck kidding. dare you? Relax. Duck. Oh, the '90s police. Calm down, dude. I just didn't. So he got so mad at me. I'm sorry. I shouldn't. I'm just, my '90s boner shocked in my pants. <laughs> Gargoyle, salute your shorts. Let's go. Wild and crazy are kids. Guts. Though? Let's yeah, go. I think this is interesting because. I think there's something that runs parallel, right? Because you, Emily, experienced um, external shame because of the way that people thought you were coming across. And then we have difficulty loving ourselves because we have been programmed to say that we're dirty mm-hmm. or that we're rotten. And someone um, on social media, I just recently said, hey, what are some topics you would like to hear us kind of unpack in 2020? And one that I got multiple times was this, like the myth of purity culture. It's like this sort of like, like invisible, uh, this invisible force field that just says that we have to, that we in and of ourselves are inherently dirty, kind of mm-hmm. what you said. And I think if we didn't have that as like the thing behind the thing, then it wouldn't matter if Emily's kneecaps were showing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, it's that understanding that we, at the, at the essence, the floor of our being is, is evil. Yeah. And then that is what, it's like, well, you better, yeah. you better keep it under wraps. You better yeah. put on a burka or something, you know, you know what I'm saying? Put your head in a hood yeah. or something like that. Yeah, you know what I think a big issue is? People are too worried and busy judging people for their outer appearance or what they see from the outside rather than getting to know people in their hearts and who they really truly are. It's funny because I was actually just, it's not funny, but... <laughs> I was just watching The Joker with Danny. Have you guys seen the movie? So are you going to spoil this? Good. I need to leave. You're gonna have to leave. Sorry. I, I have it on my house. 
It's so good. It's you know what it is. I mean, I know. I understand what the Joker is. Yeah, I you're good. You're fine. Joaquin Phoenix is. I'm sure I'll be fine. Wow. Worth I the was watch. like, yes. Okay. So, so Steph, yes. my wife asked me when I went to see it because she knew kind of what it dealt with mental illness and all yeah. stuff. And she's like, I don't want to see it without you watching it first because she knew the impact it could have on her. Yes. And I it was is highly impacted. Yeah. It's, it's a heavy movie, it is very, but it's very, very, very good. I am empathic, right? That's good. Yes. I feel like feelings like mm-hmm. very strong. And this after this movie, I was just, I was shook. I was like, wow. I remember I telling Danny, I was like, man, if people just listen to other people, because really that's all Joker wanted. He yeah. said like, nobody, are you even listening to me? I don't mm-hmm. remember that part yeah. where he was telling the therapist, like, are you listening to me? I haven't been happy a day in my life. Mm-hmm. So, and then he ends up, sorry, I'm just kind of spoiling okay, for you, but he ends up like killing, right. okay. you know, like a bunch of people and that all stems from people being Wait, the Joker kills people? <laughs> no, he, he kills PC culture. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. He's part of the right-wing media. He puts on a MAGA hat. He kills snowflakes? <laughs> yes, yes. It's great. Own damn libs. <laughs> no, but yeah. So it's, that all stems from yes. people just not being kind yes. and not loving and not getting to know him. Mm. And just kind of, so yeah, that just really. Well, what, what I'm slowly realizing is that there's so much, there's so much more going on that leads to someone commenting on, on one of your pictures. Emily sent us a comment yeah, yesterday, but, oh, yeah, but, but oh, to me, it's just that there's so much behind, right? So there's social media, right? Mm-hmm. And everyone you follow on social media is someone you choose to follow. Yes. So everything is basically an echo chamber. I don't follow people that make, that piss me off. Right. Cause yeah, I'm not going to spend my Instagram, Facebook and Twitter time. So everyone I follow is saying the things I agree with. Yes. And then if I see them hate on something, oh man, I can hate on that too. So it, you're automatically reinforcing this, but even further behind that, to speak to what you're saying, Adrian, that whole purity culture, there's this sexual repression yeah. amongst the church where anything that you think is bad, mm-hmm. oh, it, it's it's horrible. Or, or, or yeah. if you see someone comfortable with themselves, mm-hmm. like comfortable with their sexuality, comfortable with their yeah. body, comfortable with anything, yeah. there's this like underlying, um, what's the word? You're not, you're not guilty. I can't think of the word. Uh, don't covet. Mm. That's a horrible fucking Old Testament word. Um, you're jealous. <laughs> yeah, you're jealous of that person. Somebody yeah. posted on um, on Twitter. Uh, uh, imagine being so comfortable. It, it was this um, Southern Baptist pastor who uh, was found to be having tons of gay sex. There's a, 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 a he was known for. He was known for bashing homosexuals yeah. from the stage. Right. And so this this one this one queer guy posted. Imagine a culture that doesn't make you comfortable with your sexuality. sexuality. So much so yeah. that you preach against it on Sundays and you're having so much gay sex during the week, which is not wrong, yeah. right. but it's just this dichotomy you that split yourself in half. That, that repression forces you to have. You have to have two lives. Right. Uh, Danny actually said um, from our way, he, one of the points I'll, I'll never forget, he said like, whatever you repress is what you obsess. Is yes. That what, yeah. how it goes? And I think that's true. I think there's something, something to that. That's interesting. Can we... Sidebar and talk about Oh, let's about go. This. Let's because go. we got a text from Emily, and you're like, because we had, uh, unfortunately, had to push back the episode, uh, this this interview, and then it worked out because you had a great thing that kind of happened, and I want us to talk about this for a hot second. Yeah. And we don't have to throw anyone under the bus unless, I mean, they deserve it, but we don't have to do this. You sent us a text, and you're like, this is pretty wild. Yeah. You like, Do you yeah. want to tell the story? I think you guys would tell it better, to be honest. I'll tell you what my experience was, and then you can tell me okay. your context. Yeah. Basically, you said... This is a post 
you had posted probably like a four uh, photo panel. Yes. On Christmas, right? On Christmas yes. Day or on Christmas Eve. And all you said was like, Merry Christmas from <laughs> yeah. my family to yours. And it was a photo of you, and there was a photo of you and Danny, and then a photo of your family. Yes. But, but I think what triggered the guy was the hashtag kneecaps. <laughs> that you was said, it. You did say, I'm everyone stare my at my, my Christmas kneecaps. <laughs> you said, it's Christmas time, you know what that means, kneecaps, baby. Yeah, I no. was wearing a rocker, so. <laughs> so you, were, you were, it was just a photo of you, like you were just wearing like, clothes, like yeah. <laughs> normal clothes. And then you had a comment from somebody, and do you want to read the comment, or do you not want to grace them, give them the... We can read it. There's no way in this uh, Mother God's Earth he's listened to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to oh, message him no. all you want, you want me to read it? Oh, no, I'm saying he definitely has to listen to this podcast. Okay. Oh, he probably... This <laughs> breaks my heart. <laughs> this is good. So many modern-day, quote-unquote, Christians are losing sight more and more of every day, every day of what it truly means to follow God and live a Christian Life. This does not lead young women and men to make the right choices, the hard choices, like respecting women and dressing a way that does not intentionally entice men, namely me. We have become <laughs> no, he didn't say that. We have become so accepting and relaxed as a culture with what is right and what is wrong. God damn, dude. Wrong is spelled W R N J. It's W R N. You know what I told Danny? I'm, like, I'm sorry. Jesus must have um, Jesus must have gotten to his body because this guy thinks he's Jesus telling me what I can and can't do. It's amazing. Like, That's amazing. What? I I want to say real quick. Yes. Why did you automatically go to a Southern accent? I know it's not right. <laughs> it's not right. But you know nothing I mean. about this podcast is right. I don't <laughs> hate Southern right. people. You know what it is? I, I but that's who I thought. That's what I thought he sounded like in my head. If I can play kind of some some di uh, deep digging and kind of unearthing some things. We have been church burned by the same person. And it was a, it was a Baptist person who spoke with mm. a heavy Southern accent. And I think deep down somewhere, when I see, when I hear like a judgmental, yeah. like, like evangelical asshole in the, in my head, I have a. I don't have enemies in my life. Okay. I have a lot of people that I just don't really care for. Sure. Just like Batman. He has like Mr. Freeze. He you has call them his enemies? the Red Hood. But his arch enemy is the Joker. Ah, okay. That's who that guy is. is He's my arch enemy. He's the Joker to God. And so this, in the same way that Batman is forever haunted by the face and life of the Joker, we are always haunted by this goddamn guy. Not really, but I think that does inform why yes. you went there. So anyway, one of my favorite comments that Emily sent to us, we're, like she sent, you sent this to us, and we're like, oh, this is so good because we're going to re record the podcast. Perfect. Yeah. You said, Danny didn't let me write him back, but Danny just wrote to him. I'm like, man, I want to see what Emily wanted to say so bad. Well, I think because oh. Danny was trying to be like, he wanted to try and diffuse maybe because I yeah. imagine you would have been like yeah. torn into this guy. I he did mean, write. He did write back. Danny wrote back, and it was pretty funny. It was good. It was yeah, kind of him. Yeah, he wrote. Yeah, he he watched, He actually wrote like five drafts. <laughs> good for you know. Because he wanted. He's to, a bigger man than know, I am, dude. Yeah, oh. he wanted to be the bigger person. Yeah, Danny is nothing if not tempered. Yes. You know. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's pretty outstanding. I wanted to comment back. You like. <laughs> You followed the guy because you're a glutton for punishment. Yeah, because I want to see who he is, man. Okay, you just want to see who the guy. <laughs> if he has enough time. Does he follow you? No, he doesn't even follow me. It doesn't He's make doing sense. God's work. Here's the thing. He's doing God's work because he's finding women you know, who were former bikini models. Do you know and what? For the sake of the Lord, he is making the Lord. Sure for the sake of <laughs> For the sake of the Lord. He is is he Scott for the sake of ah for the sake of the Lord. No, what is I'm that? I'm gonna make sure that these bikini models. No, it, no I was going for I was going for Medea. The Lord. 
Medea. Oh, okay. Medea <laughs> oh, goes on Instagram. The luck of the Irish. No, no dude. Okay. But you know, you know what he's doing? If he's not following you, he is looking at your profile. Oh, Without following you. That's even creepier. Yeah. Get the fuck out. That's dude. why. That's my. That's why when I commented, I was like, nobody here is forced to follow. Oh yeah, that's great. That's great. Or like any of my photos. That's pretty. I would, he wasn't following. If me, I were so you, I would send him a picture of me in my bikini bodybuilding days. <laughs> like, I'm gonna fucking crush you. Because, <laughs> like, I, what what does he want out of that? He just wants. It's the echo chamber. He wants to feel good about himself and feel like he can plant his flag on this comment and yeah. said, God, I did your work today on this comment. Oh, yeah. he did the, the Lord's work today at the Lord. We're, we, have, we have different people. That's the head. best Filipino Irish I've ever heard. Oh, the Lord. You know what I was telling Danny? I was like, imagine, I don't know who, how many other people's pages he comments on, but what if I was still the old Emily that I used to oh, yeah. be, where I used yes. to take these things very personal, mm. and I would yeah. sit in my room crying and want to kill myself. Because I did have lots of times where I wanted to kill myself. Mm-hmm. Literally, I would cut myself. So what if I was still that person? You know, like, and this guy thinks he's doing the Lord's work. Meanwhile, he's tearing somebody apart. Yeah. And little does he know how long it took me to get to the place of me loving myself. Yeah. Because I hated my body for many years. Mm. I, would, I would barely show off my body because I hated it so much. Mm. So the fact that I'm showing off my body now, it took me a long time to love myself, love my body, and... Be okay with who I am. Right. So. Right. Well, I think it's like you, if you have, I don't know, like say something happened and, and you have a particular scar that you're ashamed of. And when you kind of hide <coughs> it, it, it's it's saying more to where you're at when you're actually comfortable to show that. And no one knows the steps it takes for you to be able to post anything. And social media yeah. is terrifying. Yeah. It is. It's terrifying. So, yeah, but to your point, it's, it's, it's this sort of like, I am going to throw mud yes. from a safe vantage point. Mm-hmm. I'm not even following you. I am like on private. You couldn't even kind of see who I am or what I bring to the table, but I'm going to just let you know that I disapprove. Um, and that's, yeah. you know, that's one of the, obviously one of the yeah. most annoying things about social media. Yeah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't care what you think about me. Yeah. You know, like keep your comments to yourself. I was raised, if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say it. Yeah. So if I don't have nothing nice to say, I don't. Yeah, I don't understand why people don't get that concept. You don't need to say anything if it's not nice. But there is some policing that comes with. I don't know, because I was there. Mm-hmm. I was just like policing people on Facebook. I'm like, oh, you can't say this. You can't say that. Tell some. You have some good stories about policing. Actually, oh yeah, I got kicked out of multiple um, uh, online churches. Yeah, web like online I would, live streams. I would go to their church. Oh, I mean, the church you and Danny used to be at. Um, I can't even name the pastor who kicked me out. Don't do it. He would, he would message me like, oh, you can't do that anymore. So I'd, I would I would hide my IP address and then log back in. And like, this is like not the Lord. This is so dumb. <laughs> you, like I, that was my Saturday night. I had no friends. You would hide your, you would like become a hacker. I would, I would Cheeto bag, Cheeto bag. And I have zero friends and no wife and no prospects. That's Dude, I would just. But that's a, the thing is like. And I thought, I thought from, I was doing. You thought you were doing the Lord's uh, work. Fucking you know? Batman in that yeah, chat, Dan, bro. Danny has to remind me of that all the time. He's like, these people are just doing the best that they can. Yeah. Everybody is always doing the best mm-hmm. that they can. So, you know, when I remind myself of that, I kind of, it, it helps me to give them a little bit more grace and just love and be that kind person that I want everybody else to be. Mm, so that's that. also why I was like, you know what? Let me not even write anything because it's not even worth it. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I'd rather be kind. Of, I, re- I want to be the ki- that kind person. Richard Rohr talks about... Yeah, exactly. Um, we're going to say the same thing. I don't think so. <laughs> go. Okay, okay, go. If we say the same thing, I'm about to... I'll shit, my, I'll shit myself. Um, because truly, we are the same. No, so Richard Rohr talks about, like, so much of the evangelical mindset is because it is picked up from the fall, right? Mm-hmm. We sinned, and, like, chapter two or something, whatever chapter it is. He's, but he's like, you're, you're starting late, right? Like, you're starting... In the, in the second act, mm-hmm. you're not starting in the first act where you are made in the image of God and yeah. you are God-breathed. And I think if we, it, it takes a lot of work to bring ourselves back to that understanding where it's like before we were quote-unquote fallen, we were good. We were like very good and like mm-hmm. we were God's own. And as soon as we start to realize that we are God's own, then not only do we see that in ourselves, but what you're saying is like you can go, hey, this person who's kind of being an asshole right now, whether I like it or not, is God-breathed, and it is God for me right now in this space, and I have a unique opportunity with how I interact with them to, like, extend that grace or kind of shit on on, on that. The one thing that the Richard Rohr quote that I was going to say was, and Steph and I have been kind of working on this, um, but be, to those people, be the person that you would have wanted someone to be to you in that moment, right? And Danny even brought that up to me too when I was meeting meeting with him a couple years ago. But like being that person who is loving and there to answer questions and not the first person to throw the blow because that's yeah. what majority of people are doing. Yeah. Whether it's passive aggressively, yeah. like, oh, are you taking care of Danny? That's yeah. that's like what well, it's belittling you as a person. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's shoving you in a role you don't want to be in. And yeah. so in that moment, you could like my knee jerk reaction is like, oh, you fucking deck you dude. <laughs> I've only I've only fought in one karate tournament and got kicked in the face by a girl, and they gave me a medal because oh I cried. God. But I will punch you in this church. No, no it's it, but it's being that person yeah. who you would have wanted to encounter. Yes, and that to me is that, that step back. It's like the knee jerk reaction that to leave it in front of me, take a step back, and just go. <sighs> yeah. Now how do I react? Yeah, and that takes me back to the self love because I love myself enough to love others mm-hmm. because I know what love is. So me having all this self-love now, I see life as such a gift. Every moment is a gift. Every person around me is a gift. Mm-hmm. Every I can see God, you know, in every person, like you said. Yeah. So literally it starts with, so that's why I believe so strongly that everything starts with self-love. When you love yourself, you love everything else. And you can see the God and the good and everything. Mm. You talked about something um, as we were kind of gearing up for the episode. You, you said that a, a thing that, really gets you going is self-love and um, self-authenticity, like being your most yes. authentic self. How is that different from self-love? Is it, or is it the same? Or is it just another word for the same thing? Um, I think, what does that look like? Yeah, so I think people don't even know who they are. Hmm. And it isn't until you start to love yourself that you get to learn who you are, and then you can become your most authentic self. Got it. So I feel like it's, you know, like a few steps. Like you start with loving yourself, giving yeah. yourself what you need you know just kind of getting to know who you even are because we don't even know who we are like i said half of us aren't even aware of our emotions Ooh, that sounds a lot better i'm, I'm working so on it sorry. bro <laughs> mixed on the fly man you don't pay me nothing <laughs> sitting here twiddling um, around. yeah so it start. i think it definitely starts with you know just loving yourself well first off you have to accept yourself and then you can you know kind of work from there once mm-hmm. you get to know who you even are you can just yeah, learn to love yourself. Mm. It's like the good, bad, 
you know, yes. to see your flaws. Yes. It's like I said, my, my anxiety, I learned to love my anxiety. That's who I am. It's funny, actually, going back to the anxiety thing. I, more recently, I remember, I remember talking to Danny and telling him. So it's always been very hard for me to open up. And then the more I've been able to kind of love myself, the more I've been able to open up to Danny. And Danny's become more of my best friend. So I was asking him for advice one day. And it was about my anxiety because it was like this one week it was like really bad like i remember i couldn't stop crying like mm. I had like a headache so bad i couldn't like my heartbeat was just like crazy and it was just really bad i just felt really depressed that week too and it was just i just wanted to be like in a dark hole and i remember telling danny i was like so i have a question for you you know there's somebody that i know <laughs> this is how bad it was that I wow. couldn't even talk it's about. It's like a sitcom. I couldn't even. <laughs> it's I not was me. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. He's like, he's like, family. Yeah, basically, I was like, it's not me. It's it's somebody else <laughs> that we both know from like different friends. Yeah, and <laughs> he's. I remember he kept. He had a feeling I was talking mm-hmm. about myself because he was like, I need to. I need more details. Am I married to her too? <laughs> <laughs> Am I married? <laughs> Are we, are we both married to this person? <laughs> are, we, are we both married? I'm still married to this person? This friend? Okay, great. Just, just one sec. I had a theory. Sorry. Continue. Yeah, yeah. No, so, um, so, just kind of, that was actually one of like, I feel like, I don't even call this, just kind of like one of the barriers I had to mm. get through, being able to even talk about mm. my feelings and what I deal with internally because for a long time I couldn't talk about any of those things. Why? Well, I was actually, I've always been the tough girl. Okay. Um, I've always been just the one who, Emily, you don't cry. You don't cry. You're not a little bitch. Like, mm-hmm. That's always, I've always been very hard on myself. And I was kind of raised to be like strong. One of those like fearless women. I'm not scared of anything. Um, I'm going to tile my floor. You know, yeah, like you just, <laughs> just being bad at, like mm-hmm. that's literally been my whole life. And I've always like had that weight on my shoulders where I need to, always be the best and I, I can't talk about my feelings feelings that's for the week mm-hmm. you know so that's always been kind of just me and I've always kind of just pushed my emotions and feelings to the side because I never thought they were valid and especially being a Christian it's like oh what you don't have enough faith so <laughs> yep. you know you gotta you're feeling you feel that way you feel depressed oh it's because you don't believe God. pray more yeah you don't pray enough and this and that so so it was very hard for me for a long time to talk about my emotions so me even talking to Danny about that was just a big, a big thing. I, I, a big hurdle I had to jump. Mm-hmm, sure. And I remember after I just couldn't stop crying. And I was like, I can't believe I just told you that. After I ended up telling him, obviously, I was like, okay, it's me. And I remember I just couldn't stop crying. Wow. He's like, no way. <laughs> oh, I had fun. no clue. <laughs> I thought it was like, yeah, that was <laughs> <laughs> Got it. That's, so that's cool though. That's amazing. So that's just been my whole year, mm-hmm. you know, just self-love and just, kind of observing myself and getting to know myself and actually speaking about my flaws and loving them and knowing that, okay, you know what? I do get depressed sometimes. I do have a lot of anxiety. Mm. How do I deal with that now? And, you know, just kind of finding, like I said, finding a balance to your life too. And what's the word that I'm looking for? Boundaries. Mm. That is a big thing I have been learning this year, just boundaries. And that's part of self-love. What's funny, I was thinking about this on the way here and I wrote this down and it's perfectly in line with what you said. Um, self-love allows you to be okay with where you're at and accept you even when you change and grow. And I, I was listening to music. I'm like, that's, I think that's where self-love can be the most potent is when you're like, I love myself, even though 
who I am now isn't who I was before, but I still love that before me. Yes. Um, yeah, it's perfectly in line with what you said. Yeah. There, there's, so you, you're talking about self-love where you're saying, and being your authentic self, you're like, these are, this is my good, this is my bad, like, I am one whole experience, right? And then you also said, like, there was a point where you're like, I don't want to be an angry person mm -hmm. anymore, right? Mm -hmm. So how do you, in your experience, how do you balance going, this is who I am, I'm proud of myself, I love myself, and there's some things that I can fix or grow in or change? I think it's embracing the whole process and just kind of learning along the way. Yeah. So it's like, as you go, so, got it. So it's like, as you go, you're going like, <laughs> This anger that I have is actually hurting me yes. just as much as it's hurting other people. That. Yes. Got it. Yes. I, got, I definitely got to a point where I'm like, where I'm not as angry anymore now. So I'm like, wow. I, I'll go to Danny. I'm like, I used to react that way. Wow. So I'm just kind of being more observant and more aware in my situations now. Hmm. And literally, I have like a conversation, conversations in my head all the time. I'm like, okay, you can either get angry right now or you can just be loving. Mm. And we always have those options. They're always mm -hmm. available to us. It's just when we're not aware, we have no idea. We think that we're stuck in this one specific way and that's who we are. And that's why I think you need to be open to the good, the bad, the learning. Mm -hmm. This is why I, I actually, it's funny because I was just talking to Danny recently about goals. This kind of sort of goals, I guess yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. But I just... I believe in goal setting, but not specific goal setting. So how do I even explain this? I just believe that whenever you have such specific goals and dreams, you're so set on those specific goals and dreams that you don't leave room for the journey or anything else. Mm, I like that. Mm. You don't leave like openness for yeah. other things because you're so set on, oh, I want that goal. I want to become happy, mm -hmm. let's say. You're so set on becoming happy that you miss out on learning from your anger you miss out on learning from bitterness, jealousy, because you're so set on, I have to be happy, I have to be happy, I have to be happy. At the exclusion of the other things yes. that you're experiencing. Yes, you're not, you're not going through you the get journey. You're not living, yes, exactly. Uh, exactly. So you're not leaving room for other things to happen. And you're not leaving room for growth. And, you know, so it kind of goes with... I like it a lot. It's, and I think 2020, this makes a lot of sense, right? yeah. where you say, hey, this is something I would like to achieve, but not at the expense of the trip that it's going to take me to get there. Yeah. And I think, it, it, just to put it in my own life, in, in 2020, like, we have a lot of goals, like, financially that we're trying to accomplish because we just bought a house this past year and like, we're, like, broke as a joke right now because we broke the piggy bank to get into this house. Yeah. And so we have all these goals and I think it's easy to look at all of the things that I want to do and go, oh, one, oh at the end of the year, it's going to be so much better. Yeah. Oh, once yeah. I have this you're amount of money, it's going to be... Exactly, you're living for that one dream or one goal that you're not living your life. You're not being present to what is right in front, in front of you. Right. You have this beautiful house, but we're always looking for what's next. What's next? And then what's when you next? get there, when you achieve that goal, it's not like you pictured it in your head, mm -hmm. and right. so you're already let down. Yes, yeah. exactly. Because so you, yeah. you spent exactly. the whole year building yeah. yes. to this thing that yes. it can never possibly measure up to. Yes. And, and I think in a general sense, because I, I'm... I am bringing in my, my old, I'm still very critical, but my old like jerk self. Because so, saying self-love and inner peace and journey are like these new age terms that are not <laughs> new age, they're very old. Yeah. But I think to clarify that even more, like you don't get more muscular if you don't start going to the gym. Mm -hmm. 
you don't learn something that's in a book unless you start reading the book. So there has to be some starting point where you go, okay, I'm going to give myself an opportunity in a situation to think, or like you did, like, uh, I think the first time my wife and I came here, you said like you did your porch just to have a place, just to like, that's your Zen zone. Just like, just, just to chill out. You have to be very intentional about either giving yourself time during the day or putting a reminder in your phone or do something, at least for me, like put some music on to give you that moment. Because then, like you said, you have, you can have conversations in your head, like after practicing that, over and over, then it becomes, okay, now I can catch a moment for myself in the middle of all this chaos. But there has to be some yes. intentionality to yes. starting the self-love. You want to know why I have so many plants? Yeah. They help me slow down mm. because my life is constantly going, going, going. And when I can look at my plants and see that they haven't been watered, that's my reminder. You no, have to cool. slow down. You don't even have time to water your plants. Mm. That means you haven't had time for yourself. So watering my plants and watching them grow has been a reminder of myself. Mm. It's like a you know, it's just like yeah. a, yeah. So whenever they're super dry and like dying, I'm like, oh man, like I haven't even made time to water my plants. Why is that? that it's like a mirror. Work- yeah. Yes. Uh, That's like, for that's me, cool. it's a reminder. It's like, man, that means I've been working way too much yeah. and I haven't given myself time. So whenever I actually sit, not, I don't sit and water my plants, but whenever I actually water my plants, you know, it's a time, it's a moment for me to just, I usually put music on and I'm just, you know, watering them and being present to my moment yeah. and my time. Because myself. you do hustle. I do. You yeah. have a, uh, a photography company. Is that the right thing? Business. A branding business thing? Yeah, I have a branding but business, photography business. you're not a person who has an iPhone who thinks you're a photographer. <laughs> you like travel and you're, you're, I can't even talk. Your photos are so good. And like, damn, I want to go and live on that planet. Because the pictures you take just are otherworldly. They're very pretty. So you said you you're, don't have time to water your plants because you're hustling. It's not like you're just yeah. fucking yeah. Oh, reading good housekeeping, not doing shit. <laughs> yeah. I love what you said about, like, you have to start somewhere. Yes. I, I saw something on Twitter and a person was talking. She said she talked to, I think, a therapist or, or a professor. It was somebody who she was, like, taking advice from. And they said, anything worth doing is worth doing poorly. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what do you mean by that? And I guess the idea is that, like, Brushing your teeth for 30 seconds is better than not doing it at all because you feel like you don't have the energy to do it. Mm-hmm. Or like changing your clothes is better than not showering because you're in a slog and like you can't possibly get, you know, so it's like this idea of like just a little bit of something yes. is, is so much, it does so much for your momentum mm-hmm. um, to, to pull you more to where kind of you need to, need to be. Yeah. I'd like to talk about your business. We kind of segued into it. If we yeah. could, if yeah. you don't mind us talking about no, that. Of course. Um, this is something you've always done. Is it photography and design? Primarily photography? Because your branding thing started pretty recently, right? Yeah. My yeah. branding thing's a little bit newer. So my wedding photography business, I mostly do weddings. I started that. I'm actually celebrating four years. Hell yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. This yeah. month, actually. This podcast will come out in the new year. So pew, we're pew. Basically, yeah, yeah, we're basically there. So yeah, this month I am celebrating four years, which is actually really exciting. And what's crazy is that I've had this business for almost four years now, and it wasn't until this year that I really sat down and got to reflect on what I've built. I remember I I was just crying, mm. just gratitude, and just... Because I never... I'm always going, 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 but I never have those moments to be present and just be like, wow, I built this. Mm-hmm. Like, I am impacting people through my photos because 
my photos, my, my style of photography is very lifestyle documentary. I, I don't ever base it on like who I am. I like, I love getting to know my couples and the subjects I'm photographing because I want to, I want to tell a story mm. with my photos. I want people to look at my photos and feel something. Yeah. Feel love. I was feel, just going to say that same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's the that's way they feel the the colors the angles yes. just the thought that goes into the photo it's yes. just, ugh, just yes. so and I'm good. very I'm just very strategic about like where I take the photo mm -hmm. you can tell also yeah also because I connect with nature mm -hmm. that's my way of really connecting with God being in nature and just being surrounded by love and nature I get to combine the two which is so amazing with my job so especially when I travel when I'm in the mountains that's when I feel the most inspired fucking I lucky love, dude yeah I love God <laughs> I, a couple um, fly me out. <laughs> Do what? Run payroll for them? <laughs> run payroll for your wedding. <laughs> I uh, looked at, uh, so your Instagram handle is Emily Prada Photo. Everyone should follow and, and check it out. And you said something, um, I think last year, and I thought it was really poignant. You said, the more weddings I capture, the more I fall in love with the intimate, beautiful moments between two people in love. Something I've recently learned is that there's a huge difference between a photographer and an artist. A photographer poses, snaps, and send off the sends off the images. An artist looks for depth and documents a story of love. Rather than capturing poses, we capture life and love for what it is, not for what we want it to be. An artist is engaged and living in the moment with you. And whether you knew you were doing it, I feel like what you wrote there kind of perfectly captures where you are internally. It's like Richard Ward says, the way you do anything is the way you do everything. Yes. And I think that this is kind of an example of you being present, not only in yes. your work, but in your life. Yes. That's really where I feel like my photography business kind of took off when I started loving myself and putting myself and my emotions first. Because for a long time, I would, I would get, I would throw myself a pity party because somebody hired a client that I would talk to on the phone and went through all these emails with. They hired somebody else, and I would start second guessing myself. Be like, oh, I suck, man. Nobody likes my work. Mm -hmm. I'm not good enough, man. Maybe I should have said this. Maybe my prices are too high. Maybe just, you know, throwing all this shame on myself. And meanwhile, that's, the person probably just couldn't afford me. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, like it was probably nothing a against me. A bajillion things could have happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah a million things could yeah. have happened. They could have caught off their wedding. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, I'm over here, you know, having all these things in my head. So as soon as I was able to love myself and just accept reality for what it is, now I'm at a place of, well, I'm working every day towards being at a place of peace mm -hmm. and just accepting whatever happens to me mm. because whatever is happening is what's meant to happen, you know? So I'm just kind of, kind of as I was able to find this place of self-love, I was able to love my business even more and give so much more. And now what's even more beautiful is because I know how to be present, I'm teaching my brides and grooms how to be present. And, um, you know, you have no idea how many brides, like, are freaking out with anxiety the day oh, yeah. of their wedding, and I have to remind them to breathe. I'm like, you're getting married today. Mm. Like, this is a very big day. Right. And also the fact that I'm married, it helps to to just kind of teach people how, like, beautiful that day is yeah. and how important each and every moment is. Actually, for my wedding photos, I have maybe, like, two photos of my grandma. My grandma actually got cancer this year, and thankfully she survived. But I always think of this also, too. I'm like... Man, what if my grandma would have passed away? I only would have had these two little mm -hmm. pictures of her, which you know I'm grateful for. But that's why I am so strategic on every single photo I take matters, mm. because every moment is such a gift. Every person in your life is such a gift.
that I truly value what I do. I really do. I don't, every wedding, I actually get a little bit nervous because I put, you know, this. I set this very high bar for myself. I'm like, this is somebody's wedding day. These are their forever memories that they're going to pass on to their kids, their kids' kids. Yeah. So I take what I do. I don't take it lightly at all. Like That said, I, as someone who, I, I like dabbled in like wedding videography for a little bit. And people that take it seriously, like it's so, it's apparent then like the people who are like, this is, I mean, it's, it's whatever. And I'm sure that every single client you work with appreciates that so much because yeah. like they see, you know, and like we were fortunate with our videographer and our photographer when we got married that they did a great job and, and they, we were friends with them. And yeah. so they knew how important it was. Yes. But I can imagine if, if I don't know you, then I don't know how much you give a shit about this yeah. day. This could, yeah. We could be a paycheck. We are a paycheck yeah. and we could feel that way to you, yeah. you know? Um, so I'm sure every single client really appreciates that and really values that for sure. Yeah. You had uh, something you wanted to mention. You had seen like a yeah. I think you you kind of already answered it because in your explanation of your job and like the four the four years you've been there, it really seems like a very much sped up version of what you personally have already gone through. Yeah. Um, through like the beginning of people like not choosing you or whatever, and then you got to the point where now your job is also your platform. Um, but yeah, it's this. I have to choose myself for others to choose me. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I heard this one interviewer. Um, he he asked a, a question similar, but so I'll, I'll ask you the question. How how do you see? And you've already answered it. You can repeat the same thing again if you want to. Uh, you see, like your self love, your inner peace. How does that inform your art, and how does it work back? Like how does it flow in and out, and, and also into your branding stuff too? Because that just that just popped off, and yeah. you, you did batch. Cookies, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing that. Yeah, the they photos you have for that are like <laughs> fucking Macy's catalogs. So it's really oh, thank cute. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but but where did that confidence to start? Because to me, starting something is huge. Yeah. Like starting a business is even bigger. So did that self love and that inner peace kind of propel you to get to that point? I'm like ah, I can do it. For sure. I've always been. I will say I've always been a go getter. Mm -hmm. um, and if I can't get something off of my, my mind this so you know loving myself i'm now teaching other brands and teaching other people how to love themselves so with my branding i actually the very first thing i ask people after they hire me well i always have like an initial console where i tell them about myself and what i'm going to do for them what they want me to do for them all that whatever but so in my questionnaire my, one of my very first questions is what is your purpose what is your intention because every photo i take I want it to be intentional. I, I don't I don't just take pictures just because, oh look, this is a pretty, this, you know, this is a pretty little thing. I do it with an intention to for it to speak to people. You know, so right. you know the like saying, a picture is worth a, a thousand words. Yeah, yeah. So it's like being in tune with yourself causes you to go, listen, I know how important it is to, to understand my reasoning behind everything I do. And so yeah. you want your clients to know that this is crucial yeah. for them for them to know as well. Yeah, for sure. I'm actually even also pushing all of my brands to show their authentic, authentic selves. I actually, I'm doing branding for another bikini girl, and she actually has not liked being behind the camera. So I have been pushing her to be one of the main models for her bikini business because I'm like, Look. you mean in front of the camera? 
Yeah. yeah. Behind yeah, the camera is you. <laughs> Wait, I'm behind the camera. Yeah, you're she taking the pictures. Like, yeah, she's in front of the camera. Yeah, yeah sorry. You're like, hold <laughs> this <laughs> fucking camera, take a picture. Hold the I can't do this. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate the text you're doing great. Damn, Emily, Emily is a go-getter. You go get her that I camera. I you to do my job for me. That is the hustle right there. That's the hustle. That's why she doesn't water her plants. Because she's too busy teaching other people how to take photos of themselves. Oh, my God. Sorry. So she doesn't feel comfortable. So, yeah, for a while she didn't. And, you know, as I've been working, I've been working for her, with her for, was it, three months now? Mm-hmm. And she actually just posted a thing the other day about how she, for the first time, feels comfortable and just... That's awesome. She feels like she's kind of stepping into herself and just loving herself behind the camera. And I remember I was reading that, and then she's like, oh, thanks to my photographer. And I was like, wow, wow. Cool. that's crazy. Because I could have never done that for somebody a few years ago. Mm-hmm. If I wouldn't have put myself first and loved myself first, so now I'm able to teach others that you matter. You are beautiful in your own skin. You know, you you should love yourself because you have so much to offer. All of us have so much to offer to the world. It's just up to us to dig deep and find that. And so. I just I just keep going back. There's um in, in that book that it's taken me apparently three years to read, Bitten by a Camel, there's this part he talked about the loyal soldier, and Danny even mentioned it on the first podcast. First, second podcast. Um, but there's always like this once you've been in a established religion long enough, when you try to do anything outside that and you're kind of just doing your own thing and you're starting your own journey, there's always that loyal soldier in your head. It's like, come back. Mm. She just said self-love. Right. But self-love, I mean, you need God's love. And I can sit I can sit in that seat of the loyal soldier and hear Emily talking and feel how far away that self-love felt when I was there. I can feel it in the distance as something that's one stupid and no one should ever go after because Jesus' love is the only love we need. And also I can see the hemp wrapped around her statements because it's, it's so hippy-dippy. It's like <laughs> it's like fucking Grateful Dead t-shirt. It's so... crystals in your pocket. Yes. So like always uh, going back to that, I know how foreign it sounds to people who aren't ready to hear it. Not, yeah. not ready to hear it. That sounds pompous. But people who are just aren't familiar with giving themselves room to feel their own self-love yeah so here's what helps me a lot recognizing that god is within all of us Mm -hmm. if you love god you love yourself because god is within you Mm -hmm. so loving loving yourself is loving god god Mm -hmm. wants us to be our best selves god wants us to be happy and thriving and at peace and connecting connecting with god is connecting with self because that's how you reach God, by reaching yourself, reaching that inner stillness, that inner peace, because God is within all of us. I love that. I grew up in a very fundamentalist tradition, and it was always this, like, directional idea that, like, heaven, up there, hell, yeah. down there. And um, and I think that's part of it. It's like you you compartmentalize where the divine is, and then we're, we're down here. Yeah. And, yeah. and in our culture, we say all the time, like, oh, the big guy upstairs, yeah. and we're, yes. we're down here. I listened to a podcast with Pete Holmes. Actually, it was Ulink that turned me on to it. Um, he interviewed a comedian named Nick Thune, and, and he was talking about, he's like, if you looked at, uh, at, at a molecular level, right, <laughs> uh, I am made of the same stuff as this chair, mm-hmm. and, I, and this yeah. chair is made of the same stuff as the sky yeah. and this, the stars. <laughs> and so you, you don't look at this cosmic... You can look at the cosmos as this uh, eternal, ever-evolving, growing thing, or 
you could look at everything as essentially pixelated yeah. television static. Yeah. Like you just turn it on, and if you looked at it through those lenses somehow with like special glasses, we would just look like fuzz. And all yeah. of us are one. Yes, thing. we are all connected. Right. We are all one. That means we are all connected with God. God is with. That's why I say God is within me. God is within you. I like to say we are all gods. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like and, yeah, really, it, everything and is it's, God. And it's. If you don't like that, if that's too hippie for you, Sorry. just, no, no. If, if some people don't like that, it's science. Yeah. Right. It's carbon exactly. yes. and Literally. oxygen yes. and other things element table. You did, dude. I did all of them. Going back into the, how you just said heaven is up there, I actually believe that you create heaven. Heaven is a place that you find yourself in right now. If you have that inner peace, and that comes with, Taking me back to self-love. Yeah. When you love yourself, you love life. And life feels like heaven. But if you're in that dark place and you don't love yourself and you hate everybody and you're just waiting for hell, heaven and hell, you're living in hell. Yeah. You know, because right. you're creating that mm -hmm. in your everyday life. And then you're lashing out on, not to be funny, but you're lashing out on, on Instagram comments. Yeah. And you're looking yeah. for any way to extend that pain you have subconsciously i think extend extend that pain and that fear and that guilt you have into other people mm -hmm. by doing those things yeah. because you have that inside you and you don't even realize it because it's masked with this i'm taking a stance for god i'm serving at church to the detriment of my own mental health like mm -hmm. i'm draining myself it's all this stuff that's that we are told is good but it's actually very hurtful and and someone posted something i don't know it was some holiday post or something and talking about church and, and um, something, I don't know, I can't remember what it was, but I, I messaged Adrian and like, you don't know how daunting and how heavy the burden is of being at a church or working at a church or volunteering it until you leave. The same thing, like, you don't yeah. realize how bad your ex-boyfriend, your ex-girlfriend was yeah, for you until you're yeah. out. Because your friends are like, yeah. dude, they suck. They're the worst. And like, yeah. no, I'm in love. When you, once you walk out of the doors of the church and you have yeah. a Sunday to yourself, like, damn, I can breathe on a Sunday morning and I don't have to sacrifice time. And yeah. 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 I'm actually very grateful for the place that Danny and I are at now. Kind of going back to that question, how you told me earlier about that one day on announcements when I said, thank yeah. you for allowing me to be me. Yeah. So going back to that, mm -hmm. actually, some of the trauma that I had even, even it's, I don't know, I feel like the judgment has always been following me. Even when I went to, we went, we were on vacation in Italy. We go to the Vatican. I remember. Oh, I'm pause. Like, One of the things that Emily and Danny do a lot is like vacation, but vacation, like vacation, hard. vacation. They vacation, hard. they vacation where Hallmark films or movies, dude. <laughs> it's like beautiful. They don't got no babies, don't got no pets. No, they, but, but, no but they're, you, and Danny admitted it. You guys aren't drowning in money, but you save and you're very intentional about where you yes. want to go. So when yes. you go, you guys, yeah. So yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so also That's also my time off. Yes. Uh, so treat yourself. When we went to Italy, I remember we waited in line at the, for the Vatican for, I don't know how long, maybe like two hours. And I'm wearing a long dress. I'm showing, you know, I'll have like an off-the-shoulder dress. Mm -hmm. and I, you can see my shoulders. Big deal. So we get to the front of the line. The guy, the guard is like, you can't come in here. I'm like, what? What the hell? I remember I was pissed. I was about to, yes, I was about to let the guy have it. And Danny really wanted to go in there. And Danny's like, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. He goes and buys me like a shawl to cover my, my shoulders. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, 
here we go again, being freaking shunned from a church. Wow. And I'm like, from that the was, church. I was pissed. I was pissed. I was like, if that was Jesus up there, he would have let me in because Jesus loves and accepts everyone. You said it to the guy? I told Danny that. Oh. To the Danny, Pope. <laughs> Because then he was like trying to hold me back from this guy because I was pissed. Yeah. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, what the hell? Can't you see? I'm like fully covered. I'm fully dressed. And I'm like pointing at other people. I'm like, that lady's wearing freaking shorts and you're letting her in. I was, I was wow. pissed. I was pissed. So going back to that thing, you know, I just went, I was just shunned so many times mm-hmm. from churches and just had all these experiences of who I, ha- I had to be and what I had to look like, how I had to dress, how I had to speak that... It finally got to a place at Hartway where I was like, people kind of just stopped judging me. I just, I remember one day I just said, I need to, I'm just going to be myself. If I'm going to do this church thing with you, Danny, I need to be myself. Because I cannot do it any other way. I cannot be a fake person. Because if you know me, I cannot, I just, I just don't have a fake bone in my body. For a long time, even if I didn't like somebody, you would know I didn't like you. Like, (laughs) I will ignore you. Like, I mean, I'll be kind to you. I'll be nice and say hi, but you can just tell. The energy's just not there. And I've always been very good with my intention, just like my intuition, where I can tell if somebody's, like, real or fake. So, yeah, that one day at Heartway, I remember I was just telling Danny, I'm like, because for a long time, we didn't, Danny and I didn't even feel at home at Heartway. Mm. We were like, man, should we just not do this thing anymore? Because what do you mean? Heartway, we, we, we got to a point where we were like, we didn't even feel like we belonged in our own church because this is where we were so transitioning uh, into what Heartway is now. And we were transitioning from like the more Baptist-y sure. world to where it is now. So <clears throat> we kind of didn't feel like we can be ourselves. We felt like we were always under this judgment and just, I don't know, we just didn't feel at home. We, feel, we felt like we created a community for everyone else besides ourselves. Mm. So that one day when I said that at church, thank you for allowing me to be me, I have truly meant that because Heartway has accepted me just for who I am. Like, I don't get all those comments that I used to anymore. I've just, I kind of told everybody, like, look, this is who I am. Love it or don't. And, and so when Adrian and I were doing like the whole church planning thing, um, one of the people that we were working with told us a Matt Chandler quote. It was, I forget the, the amount of years that, he, that Matt Chandler said, but it's basically like, after year three, something like that. Five years in. Five years in, the church you see is a reflection of you. Um, mm-hmm. It's like you kind of like put your like personality traits on your church, and it kind of attracts right. those people. But in in, I, I think for for the good, that's what Heartway is to me. Like Heartway is a, it's a different place. Yeah. In the sense that everyone is there because they want to be there. Yeah. Because for for so long, the, the people I've talked to have come from the place where they had to be at church because they had to be there. So now they're choosing to be there, and there's like this jovial sense that, hey, we're here, we're all here for the same thing. And and one of the things that uh, my wife said the first time, she's like, I've never seen that many different people in a church. Because she came from the Catholic side of things, and even more specific Coptic uh, uh, Christian Catholic um, from from Egypt. Um, And and so for her to say that, I'm like, yeah, to, to me, I felt like, this old church I used to go to and my dad um, was a part of like the recovery programs. He started those a lot for, for drug addicts and, and all that stuff. So I was comfortable just around a very different group of people who were never really accepted by the church. Mm-hmm. And so when I walked in the hallway, I'm like, I feel like this is where I used to go. Like pe- everyone here is, is just different and um, unique. 
And they want to be, I think the, the main factor to me is like, they want to be here. Like, that's fucking yeah. cool. Yeah, Danny. There's like a buy-in. Yeah, a yeah. few weeks ago, he's like, you don't have to be here. Yeah, that was you great. Don't have to come to <laughs> yeah. Like, really, I don't, I don't think people should be forced to have to go to church. He actually brought that up on yeah. on uh, the podcast. Yeah, because I was telling him because yeah. for me, I I, I uh, like grew up in church and went to church multiple times a week, and I'm like still detoxing. Like, yes. To yeah. to date, it has been like a year and some change, and it's like I'll like go to a church service and I'll enjoy it. And I'll appreciate it. And then I'll leave and be like, I'm good. <laughs> like, I, There's something wrong with that. Yeah. It, it, it's, that. And, I, and I think I, I can't imagine wanting to be a part of some, because I've been fortunate, really, it's a, I've been fortunate that when I wanted to go to a church, I've been like accepted there. Mm-hmm. And then you tell me these stories about you wanting to be someplace and not even allowed to be who you are. And that like, oh my God, it's heart you know and then it but it, it of course makes so much sense why people that it happens to people all the time right you're you are one story among a sea of horrible stories like that where it's like these are people who are coming into the doors looking for uh acceptance there's an instagram handle called naked pastor mm-hmm. and he does like cartoons like illustrations and it's outstanding and it was uh, a, a church and a bunch of sheep opened the doors and I said come on in um, and there's this one sheep, all of them are, are white in the white fleecy sheep outfits. And then there's one rainbow sheep and said, you're welcome here, but you just got to put this on first. And they just had handed him like a white fleece on a hanger. And I think that's what we see, right? It's like, everyone is welcome as long as you look like us too. Yes. You know? Yes, which, is, which isn't right. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's, that sucks about the Vatican. Oh my God. The Vatican. Who would have thought? Headlines. Yeah. Straight from Italy. Emily Prada attacks the Pope (laughs) with her broad shoulders. (laughs) I don't know. That's that's amazing. Yeah, it's it's really exciting to, like, the podcast has afforded us this opportunity to talk and interact with so many different people. And like we mentioned in the last podcast, just the amount of people who have listened to to the episodes and have reached out is encouraging because, like, in, in this conversation too as well, it's just affirming that we're not alone in this. Like there yeah. is, there there is just this thinking that people or kids our age are going through, um, and it's it's like wrapped up in, in the self love stuff, in uh, the mental illness, in the fact that a lot of us realize that like we were given this world, and like we want to make it better. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's yeah. it's really encouraging to hear your story. And I, I'm pretty sure the people who also listen to this are going to be encouraged as well because yeah. it's, it's just another, another note in this continuing story that that we're, that we're slowly unraveling and coming to find out is a very big story that a lot of people are going through. Yeah. And it's all tied together, right? Like yes. we find that one particular strand of Christianity evangelicalism is the cause of some other thing that we find, and like you know, yeah. like we're talking about how all these things are kind of interwoven and interconnected. And us being able to like unpack it is healing, right? Because there are people like myself who you experience this particular sort of trauma, and until you're able to name it and go, "This is what that was, and this is what that is today," then then you can actually grow yeah. up and through it. So. Yeah. Going back to Harway, actually, a little more recently, a girl came to me crying, and because she had had an abortion, mm. and I can't even imagine if she was at another church 
what somebody would have told oh, her. Oh, I can imagine. So yeah. in the beginning right. of the conversation, she's like, can barely even talk. Mm. And was this before or after the service, like in the middle of the service? When, when did she catch you? It was after at the end. Okay. Um, we went to like a private area, but the fact that I was able to affirm her, mm. she's like, God hates me, God's going to punish mm. me, God's this, God, oh, man, my heart broke. Yeah. And the fact that obviously I was able to, you know, just give her a lot of love and let her know, like, it's okay, you're not going to be punished. I told, I told, this is exactly what I told her. I'm like, the only person that's going to punish you is yourself. And you not forgiving yourself is punishing yourself. So you're gonna, it's going to take you some time, but you're going to have to forgive yourself and give yourself that love and know that you made the very best decision for yourself. And she's literally explaining to me all the reasons why she had to do it. And I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. Everything's going to be okay. So I can't even imagine. That's why, this is why I say I'm just so grateful for Heartway and just where we are. The fact that we're able to let people know it's okay. At the end of our conversation, like she was able to finally stop sobbing because she was mm. crying hysterically. Like I said, she couldn't even talk. And I had to just remind her to breathe and like let her know how loved she was by God. And God is, um, I had to remind her because she's like, God is so far away from me right now. I'm never going to be able to find God again. And I'm like, no, God is right here. God is right there within you. You just need to forgive yourself. You're the one that's going to punish yourself by not forgiving yourself. So I'm just so grateful for Heartway and the conversations we're able to have with people because I know Danny has them too all the time. So just having that community and letting people know that it's okay. You're a human being. You're allowed to make mistakes. You're you're allowed to be you. It's okay. Everything's going to be okay. Just the, the converse of that, like you said, if she had that conversation at another church, to me, it's just terrifying. Right. And, but that, happens, like, and that happens so much. Yes. Yeah, right. and that happens so much. Oh, yeah. No, I've heard of people telling people at churches, like, oh, you're going to go to hell because you did that. Mm-hmm. And then, what, people live their whole life thinking, yeah, right. you know, hating themselves and hating their life. I remember I was talking to a friend, and <clears throat> this is kind of adjacent to it, but the idea of like being so confident to be able to sling like eternal damnation at somebody... Yeah. I was talking to somebody, and my grandpa had passed away, and he was a, a, a preacher. He was a pastor for most of his life, and he didn't believe in the doctrine of the Trinity. He believed in, he was like a oneness theologian. He's mm-hmm. kind of like, God is one, and it's just like a different understanding of God. And when he died, I remember talking to a friend of mine who was like on staff at a church, and I was like, your grandpa like doesn't believe in the Trinity, and he's like, I'm sorry, man, but he doesn't know God. Like, he's in hell right now. Yeah. And he was just... And then he just took a sip of his beer and then walked the fuck away, like like you know what I'm saying? Like that. Yeah. So, but to your to your point, it's it's different than what you're saying, obviously. But yeah. it's like yeah. there's something about this. There's an arrogance and confidence going. I am so I am so confident in the nuances of the mystery of the divine, yeah. and I can tell you pretty definitively that you're going to hell because you did a particular yeah, like, thing. Who are you? Yeah. I'm sorry, but who are you? Right. <laughs> but I, I just I'm, I'm thinking about that again. I don't think everyone is prideful and arrogant. Or they don't think they're being prideful and arrogant yeah. when they tell you that. Yeah, because some people think that they're defending God and that. God, oh, God, God, yeah, I would say ninety percent of the people yeah, do. So that's where I say we kind of do have to have some grace yeah. for those people and know that really we are all just doing the very best that mm-hmm. we can. Yeah, that's a lot of grace there. And these Pradas are really grace, <laughs> gracious, kind people. <laughs> you know, you I, know I, I wanted to just shit on that one Instagram guy for another <laughs> hour. <laughs> I just keep shitting on this guy. Find his name. Those damn kneecaps. I'm not an angry person anymore. Um, so I have to remind myself of that all the time. I'm like, I'm not an angry person anymore. 
have to keep reminding myself to be that person that I want others to be to me. So I love it. Let me just spread that kindness, love, and grace. And, and if 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 our litmus, if our like test to, to compare ourselves is Jesus, what's the more Jesus conversation? Hey, I had an abortion. Well, you're fucking. You're going to hell. Or, hey, I had an abortion and like sit with you and cry with you and be there yeah. in the moment with you. What's the more Jesus yeah. thing to do? Yes. Like forget all your doctrine, forget everything else. If you're going to measure yourself yeah. up against the guy who said we, he loved everyone, mm-hmm. then uh, you pick your side. actually, stepping away from Jesus for a second. Uh, we, we can't. We, we can't. We I will leave. Big old step. Hold on. When we went to, when we went to Thailand, I, Thailand changed my life. Just walking into, I think it's called temple. Yeah. You're the one that went. Did you go to Thailand or did you go to? <laughs> I went to Thailand, but the Buddhist. To the episode. Jewish temple down the street. A necktie land, like a, a store. <laughs> so the, the Buddhism just wow, it just changed my life. Mm. I remember every time I would walk into a temple, everybody. Are you sure it's called temple? Bro, I don't know, I don't dude. I don't think it's called temple. Can I look this did up? You say temple. <laughs> temple. Okay, hold on. Well, every time I would step into their place of worship. Yes, that works. That's, that's great. <laughs> Until you find the correct word. Because I, I don't know. I can't remember. Search that Buddhism is. Thailand. That'll get you your answer. <laughs> uh, so every time I would yeah, step so you, into yeah. these places, mm-hmm. I never felt a single ounce of judgment. Mm. All I felt was love. People would people were so into their prayer and meditation and being with one another that they had no time to even judge you or look at what you're wearing. And to me, I remember... We walked into so many of those places and not once was I shunned or like told I couldn't walk in there. The only thing they tell you is like, take your shoes off, Yeah. which of course that's a sign of respect, you know, whatever, let me just take my shoes off. But I don't need to alter the way I look or, you know, try and be somebody else. Literally, you were just accepted and loved. And then I remember one of the days we had a guy and he was literally, it was a taxi ride. I remember he asked Danny and I a question. He's like, who's the most important person to you? Danny's like, my wife, my mom, my dad. And he's like, well, in Buddhism, we believe that the very mo- the most important person is the person that's right in front of you. Because they're very big on being present mm-hmm. and just being, you know, being aware and being, like I said, being present to yeah. what's right in front of you. And that's what so many of us miss. Um, we miss what's right in front of us. Mm-hmm. If I wouldn't have been present to the girl, you know, that I was yeah. talking to recently, then that could that her whole experience she could she could easily be depressed for who knows how long right and hate her life and feel like she's this horrible person but because i was present and in that moment being like jesus you know yeah like you said and now mixing buddhism yeah yeah, jesus. yeah. <laughs> you know so how dare you <laughs> but just buddhism buddhism really changed my life just learning those few little things now i'm able to bring into my christianity and jesus and it's also the the importance on the journey, right? Because if you're if you're content or the most important thing or person is the thing you're currently experiencing, the person you're talking to, right? Then those goals you set for yourself for 2020 are there, but this person is is, yes. is important, and I will enjoy yes. this journey with yes. this person because this moment is really all that we have. Yeah, yeah. This very moment is all we have. The past is in the past. The future is in the future. Yeah. To, to your point about, I love how you're saying like you find truth in the Buddhist tradition, and it informs your relationship with Jesus. Science Mike from the mm-hmm. Liturgist podcast, he was talking about, he's like, I had to stop reading the Bible and start reading the Big Red Book by Rumi. He's like, I had to like stop doing that 
And he said, and in so doing, when you leave one thing and go to another thing, if you find things that match, mm. that enforces, you're like, yeah. holy shit. So clearly there's something to that, yes. right? And I think the, the benefit, and we were brought up to say like, listen, this is the way, Mandalorian style, mm-hmm. this is the way we do things, right? And then the other religions, you're supposed to not pay any attention to them. Yeah. But in fact, I feel that if you can take these traditions and you can overlay them over top of Christianity and then highlight the times that they re- reiterate themselves, it will enforce so much of your belief structure. Uh, and that sounds to me like kind of what, what happened. For sure. um, so unfortunately, Ram Das passed away yeah, recently. Gonna, we're gonna talk about yeah. that. And um, so I came across him through Pete Holmes um, in his book. And he has a short little documentary on Netflix, maybe like 20 minutes. And I, I watched it after reading Comedy, Sex, God by Pete Holmes. And it's super good. And I took away a lot of stuff out of it. Just like the, the presence, like being in the present, um, the journey he kind of had and the life he lived. Because at the moment that I watched it, he saw it and passed away. Yeah. The life he was living in Maui, yeah. just like kind of just zenning out for a while. And then after he passed, I told my wife, hey, we should, we should watch it if you want to. It's really short. So we, we watched it again, and watching it after he passed, it's like a whole other weight to it. But what's interesting is that my wife took something, took things out of it that I didn't. Yeah. And the same, sort of the same thing, like we, were, we had a conversation, it's like, well, what he was kind of vibing on is the same thing that I learned like back in Catholic school. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, that's what I heard back in, in my Baptist pew. So it's kind of like when we said there's this common thread of the, of the story we're experiencing, there's also this common thread of spirituality throughout the world in different temples, if that's the correct word, because Emily doesn't know, um, or d- just different different places and different experiences across time. So if you're able to link things up, it not only enforces what you used to know, but it also enforces, like, there's something bigger than just my Baptist experience. Yeah. There's something bigger than just Ram Das or Pete Holmes or like our individual experiences that is continuing, continually, like, joining things together. And to me, like that's fucking, that's like a, that's like what's that dude's name? Christopher Nolan esque, like <laughs> writing. That's like right. beautiful, overarching, over time story that's that's started before us, will continue after us, and we're just here to make the most of it and write the best we can while we're here. Yeah. That's fucking good. Just sound bite, bitch. That's pretty good. I have like seventeen right different quotes <laughs> that I want to read to you, so you can put it on my Instagram. Great, cool. no, I don't have any. I all right, cool. Um, listen, you want to keep moving? This has been real good for the sake of time. You want to start kind of talking? Yeah, because I feel we could go, we could go forever. so much yeah. um, just unpacking a lot of stuff. Yeah, but we could do some sips, six. Well, let's eight. say first, did you want to <laughs> sip smoke? Yeah, trying to be cool about it. I had a show for toast. Is there? Yeah. <laughs> um, first of all, <clears throat> you're, you're out there. Thank you so much for your time. It's been really great. Can you tell us some ways that people can find your art and people can connect with you if they want to talk to you about branding? Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So my wedding photography page is Emily Prada Photo. Or you can go on my website, www.emilyprada.com. My branding is Branding by Emily. And then my personal one says Prada underscore Emily. Awesome, awesome. And for us, uh, if you want to track us down on Instagram, it's Dirty Rotten Church Kids. Mm And on Twitter, it's Dirty <clears throat> CK, right? Yeah. And then if you're, you can listen to this where podcasts can be listened Google to. Google Play. Yep. The iTunes podcast. Yep. Everything. We're Spotify. everywhere. Yes, Spotify, Spotify. Yes, Spotify. It looks way pretty on Spotify for so some still, reason. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> give us a like and subscribe and a review. Yeah, rate. Share us. Rate. As long as it's good. 
don't care. Um, yeah, 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 I don't care. Now I'm going to stick Emily on you. <laughs> Give me a two star. I dare you. I dare you. Fucking come after yeah. you with Emily and her kneecaps. I, I got you. That's just the funniest thing. That's the best. Uh, out, of, out of all the things. My friends actually still make fun of me at church. Oh, whenever I'm going to bring it up. With, I'm going to bring it up all the time. Whenever I walk into church on Sundays with joint knees, what are my friends like? Your knees! Get those sexy knees away from me! Get those lustful knees away from me! That's amazing. That's amazing. So ridiculous. We had a friend who is a worship director. Oh, yes. Uh, I forgot director. about this. He's a worship director. And he leads worship from the stage. And yeah. like, he's just like a hipster dude, right? And like, as such, he has like skinny jeans. Well, some like so old so like, Baptist guy yes. came up to his lead pastor, and he didn't know this. And he, he walked up, he's like, excuse me, sir. Uh, I said a question for you. Um, is this a gay church? Is this a gay church? Which is incredible. Is this a gay church? Because that worship guy is wearing some really tight pants. And I'm not going to be here if this is a gay church. What? And in my mind, we had a conversation with my friend. And we're like, dude, that man wanted you so bad. He wanted you. He's like, that man, his his thick thighs were really This is a thick thigh church, I swear. There's lights on stage. There's oh, multiple God. people in a band. There's a lot of stuff going on. This old dude was in. on the bulge. That's oh, all he saw. For sure. Listen. He's just like, hey, church, because those jeans are too tight and I like them too much. I mean, yeah, obviously he was checking buttocks. him out. For sure. For He's sure. just a gay church, and is he a gay, and is he single? <laughs> and what is his name? And what is what his is address? His and Which vehicle is his, and what time do the lights turn off and in the parking lot? Because I will or, follow. Or maybe he'll do and what? And how long are you going to be here because I have a conversation about whatever Or maybe he'll do what another guy did. Did Danny ever tell you the gay story? Oh, yes. Yes. Is this your story to tell? No, this is not my story to tell. Okay. Because I want to hear the story. I mean, I it's not your story. No, no. But Danny needs to tell Danny it. Okay. Tell because it, yeah. Danny gets so nervous and like girly about it. <laughs> he he gets so nervous that he forgets what happened. We should. No, we're gonna have Danny on another podcast because okay. because we. You're gonna, have to, you're gonna have to bring that up. Because yeah, it's, so, it's, it's so good. Funny. It's so funny. It's so funny. All right, listeners, for another time, another time. <laughs> that's that's, Sorry, a, that's what we call in wait. the industry a cliffhanger. Ooh, I <laughs> like it. Yep, I like it. It's a it's a stone unturned. Ooh. Great. Well, I think now is the perfect time. Let's so transition over to <laughs> sip, smoke, sip, smoke, rave. Sip, smoke, sip, smoke, rave. So you know we read that shit. Good shit. Only sip the finest party lit. On my couch and I be up. So you're thinking, listen to these idiots. But here you keep on listening, and here you are still listening. Need your pain corner to the latest book. Rock right. nice, bitch. Rest in peace. Yeah. Fishy for my hooks. Now you got a sip, smoke, sip, smoke, please. Well, everyone listen to this is the segment called Sip Smoke Read, where we talk about what are we listening to, what are we reading, what are we consuming, how are we enjoying our time. Uh, Emily, do you want to go first? Is there anything you've been like watching, reading, or enjoying lately? So I don't read too much, but the, probably the most recent thing I read was actually this book that's right over here, Dare to Lead by Renee Brown. Lee was that Brown's the book? Micro. That the book that Imani was talking about? She was actually, also reading she did a book. bring up Renee. Yeah, yeah, she's great. She had a Netflix special. Yes, yes, of course. She's actually somebody who has been inspiring me a lot to speak more and just kind of be a lot more vulnerable because vulnerability creates connection. And that's something that that everyone can really just connect with. So she's awesome. Yeah, that book is awesome. And then Danny just gave me, oh, actually, another one that I was reading was. Obviously, I didn't read it enough. <laughs> he didn't read it. Yeah, not but yet. He gave you the book. Danny just gave me another one called cool. um, Rob Bell, How to Be Here. Huh. 
that's going to be my next one. Sweet. So good stuff. Yeah. Any uh, good food, good drink, good music, TV shows, movies, TV shows, anything, movies. dude. Ooh, I've been watching you. Is that a good show? Yeah. I thought it really it's creepy. Really creepy. I've been watching so you creepy. every night. It's so creepy. Okay. It's so creepy. It's on Netflix. Yeah. I've seen like it's Netflix really, email so me about it. Creepy. Yeah, it's so creepy. My uh, wife was like, "Oh my gosh, our show is back." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" She's like you. Like, what are you talking about? She's like, you know, like the guy, and he's like a stalker, and he's in love. I'm like, you sound like a stalker who's in love right now. Because I don't know what you're talking about. So I, my, my That's wife what it's thought about, that we had watched yeah. it together. Okay. and Because she had, like, watched it while I was away. And she, but anyway, point it's is, so good. it's a good show. Yeah, it's a really good show. So I've been watching that. But honestly, I don't really watch too much TV. I mostly listen to a lot of music because I'm always editing. So I need, you know, I'm mm-hmm. always, like, literally, I'm a, I'm always like going. I need to. Is it a genre of music you listen to? Instrumental type stuff or like actual artists? No, like actual artists. I listen. So I listen to a lot of like. Can't really, mm, let's see. Really, mix of things. Really, a lot of like EDM house, ah, cool. electronic, and then a lot of like, Bob Marley type stuff. Oh, cool. <laughs> so nice. Either one of those. I'm usually in one of those genres. Cool. Cool. And then podcasts. I'm trying to think. Um, Oprah, Super Soul, oh. amazing. Sweet. Yeah, I love that podcast. So good. Yeah. Cool. Then Dirty Fountain Church. Oh, oh boy. Oh, oh great. Hello. Hello. Good on you. Right. Right. So, so, so awkward. No. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you. That's really kind. Josh Link, do you want to talk? So my wife got into the Kevin Hart Don't F This Up special oh, on Netflix. Just started watching that, oh, is it good? It's good. It's okay. really good. Cool. And I forgot how much he went through in the past couple of years. I love oh. how real he is. Oh, yeah. Man. It's okay. uh, like, so much respect yeah. for how much realness is in yeah. that joke. It's very interesting because I know of some of the guys, or I knew of some of the guys he tours with just based on videos I've watched of him. But it does a really good job. I think that each episode's like 20, 30 minutes. But it, and it, they happened to film it at a good time because he went through the Oscars thing. Damn. He went through um, him cheating on his wife. Yeah. He went through uh, just so much stuff. That I forgot what happened until like they I'm like oh shit this is the Oscars thing oh it's yeah. great um, we finished that it was really really easy um, and what else I wrote some stuff down uh, so it's the end of the year so everyone has top ten lists and that's like my favorite thing uh, so like top ten lists like video games and movies I don't really care about the top ten favorites it's just like the shittiest movies and shittiest games like yeah this is the great stuff <laughs> um, and then I got Pokemon Sword on the Switch the Sword. Dude, it's so addicting. I put in like 10 hours and I've done nothing in the game and I love it. I caught a little dog for my wife and I showed it to her. She liked it. Um, Yeah, yeah. And then I I got into a new um, seltzer drink, Ugly Drinks. Shout out to them from the UK. Ugly Drinks? Yeah, Instagram. That's what I had at your house. Yeah, Instagram kept shoving it in my face. So I decided to try it and um, it's really, really, really good. Oh, yeah. um, but that's what I'm drinking. I think that's about it. It's the only thing I can think of. Cool. I, uh, Adrian? I uh, uh, saw Star Wars. Saw the new Star Wars. Not going to spoil it for nobody, but I liked it good. Okay. I, liked it, I liked it fine. Uh, I'm also all caught up with Mandalorian. Such a good show, dude. All about, I'm just nerding out right now. And I really, I really like it. Um, I watched a film on Netflix called Marriage Story. With Adam Driver, Adam Driver and yeah. Hansen. Really powerful. And 
basically, I mean, it's in the, the bio, but it, basically it's like unpacking how a marriage falls apart and what that looks like. Um, like the actual, like, like boots on the ground, this sucks today. Mm. And here's why this situation is shitty. Um, and I'm watching it and I, like my parents, like, fight all the time, always fought all the time. So, like, to me, I'm like, why? I'm like, oh, my God. It was, like, getting me, like, kind of stressed out watching it. But it was a beautiful film, beautifully written. Adam Driver is phenomenal. He's fucking incredible. What I've heard a lot of the critics saying is that Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver do their Marvel Star Wars movies so they could do these movies. Because well, yeah. these movies are, like, acting the shit out of, and it's really good. That's what I've heard. I haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but watch I, it. I, one of our friends, Chris Rosser, he watched it, too. Oh, he watched um, it? What yeah. do you think? He said it was really good. He said, same thing, Adam Driver just killed it. And uh, Go back to Star Wars. I think he was the best part of, of the movie. Kylo Ren was great. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but. Um, yeah and, and so I'm watching it, and we finish it. The credits roll, and I'm just a puddle of tears. I'm like, oh, my God. I cried like that. I cried so quick. And I'm like crying. I look over to Alyssa, and she's like, I'm really bored. <laughs> I was like, that's why I love your wife. She's like, I just, I just, you know, I just, well, to her point, like in her defense, She's like, I couldn't relate. Mm-hmm. And that made me feel good. Because, you know, it'd be worse if she's like, oh, my God, that's us. I'm like, we're divorced. I hope that's not us. You know, so I'm actually grateful that she's like, I couldn't relate to this. She needs song. to balance you out. You both can't be sobbing. I know. Incessantly on your couch. Yeah, one person has to hold the tissue. Yes. yes. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was kind of the, the special moment. As far as um, I don't have any new music. I don't have any I think it's it. It was just marriage story. Uh, cool. Yeah, man. Well, 2020 is just starting. Um, we have a lot of people who want to be on the podcast, which is great because before we had just like two people in our pocket um, <laughs> that we thought of. And we have a lot of exciting things. I'm very excited to see what happens yeah. in 2020 with us. I'm looking podcast. forward to us parceling out how to record people remotely. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I want to just do an do East that. Coast tour in an RV. <laughs> You're like, hey, can we interview yeah. you? Great. When can we drive to you? Yes. And then we just yes. drive up to their house. Just show up their house. Yeah. 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 All right, everybody. Well, again, thank you so much for listening. We hope you guys have a great start of 2020. It's yep, a unique yep. opportunity to do good and to be good to each other. Remember, it's, it's all, all gonna, gonna be okay. okay. And we'll say it again. It's all gonna be okay. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. This week's episode was sponsored by Squeeze It Drinks and our intro music was written by Baby Gang. Sorry for the poopy audio on this one. Promise that this won't happen again. Maybe. Big things are coming in 2020 that we can't wait to share with you so keep your eyes open. I feel God in this chilies tonight.